This is Jay Silver Fat Buck, Kevin Matthews. Because I'm not Buck. We mark it out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Remix. Two and a half wrestlers. We mark it out. Podcast radio, you better watch out. Your epicness is about to explode. Get ready to enter into freak mode. Podcast radio. Podcast radio. Shalom, Jay Silver here, guys. We have a very special uh, edition of the podcast, something we were calling Podcast Mania. We've aligned with one of my favorite podcasts called Marking Out. You can check them out at markingout.com. They're another weekly podcast, and I believe they are the best uh, wrestling recap podcast out there. There are a bunch of them out there, but these guys are just uh, they're just good fans. They love wrestling. They respect the sport of wrestling. They're cool cats, and they don't, uh, you know... They just don't fucking suck. They respect pro wrestling, and I believe it's still real to them. Brandon, is, is it still real to you? It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. <laughs> All right, so um, so on the line, you're going to see this. So there's actually six of us. So this will either, I guess like WrestleMania, this will either fucking shit the bed, or it's going to be really cool, something that we're going to try out. And who knows, depending on how it goes, we'll, uh, maybe we'll do it again. First, real quick, uh, big shout-out to Ring Rope Rebellion for uh, hooking it up and uh, making a sick song. He made both of our theme music originally, and he, uh, he remixed it, and it's, uh, it's really amazing. So thank you, guys. You guys are great. You can check them out also at ringwolfrebellion.com now, I believe, is the, their website. And uh, follow them at Twitter, at ringwolfrebellion. Let's start the show. With me always is... There's fucking five oh, guys I, in here with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I was. I thought you were going to say introduce yourself. I don't know. I'm over here yawning. I thought you were going to say the unpredictable, unprofessional Jason Silver, Shalom. Then I was going to say I'm Kevin Sorry. Matthews. Well, I but said it was kind of just an awkward six people <laughs> on the line. It was just dead air. Yep, I know. <laughs> so go ahead, guys. Introduce yourself. Pat, Kevin. Hey, Pat. <laughs> the man of few words. Hi, my name is Pat. He has a little fucking tag on his shirt. Hello, I'm Pat. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right, continuing on. Kev? I, I said me. I already said hi. You guys know you're fucking listening to if you're clicking on this website, or maybe they don't. I don't know. Hello, marking out people. I've done the show. As, I've done an interview podcast? for you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, right? You sure have There's done a lot interviews. of people. And then uh, on the other ends, I mean, if you listen to us, you know who we are already. Yeah. Continuing on. You know what we do. <laughs> yep, you got Dave, Chris, and Brandon. Yep. Marking out on from, two. Uh, yeah, we're here from Marking Out. Uh, pleasure, as always, to uh, actually, for the first time, being on the show. We All three of us are very big fans of you. You know, Jamie and Pat have both been on the show. We'll have to maybe reach out to Kevin after this to maybe get him on the show and see what he has to say to tell all of our marks in Marking Out land. You know, one of the best, uh, like, you know, I want to say insider uh, wrestling podcast out there because there's so many like us that do the weekly recap and like oh hey this happened and then this happened but you guys tell it how it is straight shooters and you know you guys have been around you know Jamie with his 70 matches and 30 plus years of wrestling NYWC legend NYWC legend Kevin being a developmental talent with the South Wrestling and Pat being all over the all over the place journeyman the world the world of professional wrestling so it's fun to do okay. this oh, excuse me I'm sorry no, no, I was going to say, who's that talking right now? What's your name? Chris. Okay, Chris, you know who you actually sound like? It's actually weird. <laughs> Have any of you ever seen a series of unfortunate events by, with Jim Carrey? No, I haven't. Oh my god, you sound just like him when he plays the professor. Okay, you would have to see it to actually appreciate the hilarity in it. Okay, continuing along. No. I'm over here popping in my own head. Continue putting talk. us over. Oh, no, I've never, okay. I've never gotten told that I've, that I've sounded like anybody, but people have told me, like, 
time and time again that I've looked like Beavis and I've looked like Quentin Tarantino. You so do me- look like Beavis. Thanks. You look like Beavis from Beavis and Butthead? Yeah, yes. apparently. That's awful to get compared to him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Come on. What, where's this Be A Star campaign here? Come on. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be bullying people. Well, no, it could be worse. A, a kid of ours that we knew when we were younger, we said he looked like Freddy Krueger because he was so ugly. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we shortened it. We tried to make it cute. We would call him Krugy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then my buddies, oh, then they shortened him more and they called him Krugs. And he embraced the name. He, we called his name was Krugy and Krugs because he looked like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> that is... Freddy Krueger all done up, too. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, it's nothing to do with wrestling. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, but it's okay. It's, there, it, we're talking. show coming up? Yeah, there's something coming up, right? We're going away. I from, don't know. I don't know. Some show. <laughs> ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. May 4th, buy a ticket. There you go. You guys I'll enjoyed the show, right? Oh, yeah, it was great. Good time. Good times. Great memories. It was so long. I fell asleep. My back was hurting. <laughs> Mine was too. So was my ego. I love uh, it. I mean, it was, was it, it was what it was. I'm sorry. I'm wrestling this. My fucking dog will not stop jingling in the background. Sit. Pat, but that, that, that actually doesn't come out. It, we'll hear it, but it won't come out in the podcast. Okay, well, he's fucking... I'm distracted because I got this little mutt just jumping all over me. He's teething like crazy, so he's licking the microphone. He's all over the place. Get the fuck out of here, Thor. Does he have a teether? Like a little soft one? He has 8 million toys, and it's just frustrating. Anytime I do anything where I talk, he runs out and thinks it's playtime, so it's just like... All right, calm down. I'll put a picture of Thor up for this week. Oh, sounds good. So, love seven hosts. <laughs> so, <laughs> I um I have an, uh, a, a, a array array of topics, if you will, that we could discuss. Um, uh, our first one is I was reading. So I actually, Kevin's Facebook broke this news to me about a new town relations. I don't know if it's a new. Uh, My Facebook is a dirt sheet. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is this guy? Volleyball player that they picked? I mean, like, what do you guys know about this guy? He's Nothing. well qualified. A fucking hey, let's. I don't know. They got rid of Ty. People used to crap all over Ty Bailey. Um, Ty, Ty's background was with football. Yep. So it was like insert jokes there. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't know wrestling um, all that well. But he wasn't. He was. I thought he was a nice dude. I thought he would. You know. I understood. He, he did a lot of things by the numbers. Uh, but they replaced him for whatever reason. Nobody knows. Well, people know the, the reasons not out there. I mean, maybe this guy they're paying, they're giving him a third of the paycheck. You got, I have no idea, but it's just, you always need, you know, I don't know why they didn't put someone else in there. I heard rumors they were going to put, uh, you know, someone a lot more wrestling esque in there and they didn't, which is kind of a shocker. Well, no, no, actually they didn't. I'm sorry. Cause he didn't take Ty Bailey's spot. It said he's a director of something, which I don't know what department that is. They make this up all the time. So, but he's when it's the director of talent development, whatever the fuck that means, like what does that mean? I don't know. He he There's, checks. I don't. Maybe he keeps watching the talent, see how they guys. Uh, I'm just. Run. I'm still trying to figure out how to pronounce his name correctly. Is it really Canyon Seaman? Seaman. <laughs> it's gonna have to be probably. It's not probably Cayman or Cayman Seaman. No. Cayman Cayman Seaman. <laughs> It could go Is along really, with that. Uh, how do you pronounce C E M E N? Is it fucking semen? Semen, semen. I don't know. <laughs> it could go along with dude, that. They have to call this dude like, hello, I need to speak to Mr. Semen. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine well, going to get booked. Hello, is this Mr. Hey, like, hey, yeah, this is Mr. Seaman. Uh, dude, I'm like, <laughs> Indy Town probably has to call two or three times to be able to do it without a, with a straight face. Yeah, with this volleyball champ, it could be uh, with that whole development opening it up in Connecticut. Maybe he'll be in charge of that or something. 
No, that'd you can be do an perfect. Ico Pro tournament. Volleyball Ico Pro. It's going to be a volleyball development program in Connecticut instead of being a wrestling development. Dude, I just popped looking at his credentials and it says uh, he was also known as a silver medalist at the 1997 World Volleyball Championship. At least the guy's an athlete. Holy fuck, you won the silver medal in volleyball. You need to head our pro wrestling developmental system. Brimstone got gold (laughs) at that that tournament. That's hi- that title is really kind of loose, though. If you say director of, I mean, it says director of talent development. So he's not a director of talent. So he's not talent relations, or is he? Talent development meaning Tampa. He's not gonna. What is he? Gonna, he's gonna direct people, and like it makes no sense. I don't know. I have fucking. No, I have no idea. The more I think about it, the more my head's gonna. Well, get, I mean, maybe he's watching to see how they're progressing because talent development would be progressing, right? None of it makes sense. I think it, it, a lot of times they'll employ or put someone. I always felt that they always needed to employ a couple people where they can just put the blame on. So it's like, hey, it's not my fault. It can't be Hunter's fault. Uh, look at this guy. But when I can't really distinguish what is there's talent relations, the developmental program. I don't know what talent development is. I don't know what the hell that maybe he's in charge of moving people. I have no fucking clue. Let's just <laughs> move on. Okay, let's move on. I want to I want to be promoted to the head of Brimstone's Wikipedia page. <laughs> Yo, here's yeah. a funny fact about that. Um I think it was Fat Pat actually texted uh me and Pat said yeah. I just I just looked up Brimstone's Wikipedia and said he Brimstone died yada yada yada. It was like 2 weeks ago. It said Brimstone died on this date. Yada and it was like the date of, the, of like that day. No more than 10 minutes later I go on to look and it's gone it's down already. Brimstone <laughs> just stay in front of his Wikipedia. Yeah, he must have. I spoke the curse that he must have like email that whenever someone changes it, an email goes right to his phone and he automatically changes it. You know. But uh, on a um on a sad note, actually, sadder than Brimstone, actually, we um we had, we we I think I like to say we were the first podcast to discuss the whole Kamala's. F- I, I can't say it to discuss. Dude, we have a fucking toe tag of yeah, his foot on Kamala's our battle. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that taken down now because uh we're just hit the street that um. That was his left foot, I believe. Got got yeah, yeah. Left, foot. Now, left foot. Left foot. Now his uh, apparently his right foot now is going to be affected too, and they may have to cut the, the entire leg off. So um, I kind of feel bad about it. I don't. So I mean, now you're going to put his other foot up there with it. <laughs> not only that, dude. Not only that, they they already after they cut off his left foot, they then chopped off a bunch of like his fucking uh, calf, and I think you. I don't know if it went to the thigh, but I know at least went up to the knee. Do you guys know anything? Like I know they chopped off more of his left leg. And now if he has to lose his right leg, dude, that's not really funny. Like, we can't be putting Kamal's body parts all over our banner, you know? What do you guys know about him walking out? Um, would you guys give? I'm not too familiar. I know I heard. I think I th- heard the same thing that Kevin heard, where they cut up right to the knee. But you know, as you guys said, it's he was you know he was one of those those great characters. And you know, as much as you guys can rag, rag on him for not having a foot and you know not being ahead ahead of the competition and everything like that, jokes can go on and on. But like we we've made a joke here and there and stuff. But now the fact that he's actually you know. Uh, uh, the character that he is isn't going to really be at his full potential or not even half of his potential. It's upsetting. And now kind of, you can kind of just uh, give the old 10-bell salute to Kamala Foot Jokes because they're now in poor taste. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing it anymore. I guess his uh, Damn, old Kamala think, gimmick is a leg it? above him now. Not cool, Dave. Oh, too yeah, soon? Really? Dude, yeah. Too soon? You know how I said in Titan Towers, you walk down the hallway and you see, like, all these, like, Andre's yeah. boots in this class. Yeah. You think you're going to walk down the aisleway <laughs> and just be chopped up body parts and come on, bro? I'm pretty sure he could up. sit in a wheelchair oh, and still do it. <laughs> So much for us not talking uh, trash and making fun of Kamala. I said I didn't want to do it. I knew this was going to happen. I knew Joss knew jokes. So that's why I'm moving on. Something else I want to discuss. Um, I know we spoke about it 
briefly, but the next TNA gut check, and now this is what I found interesting. It says, the next TNA gut check, which saw Crimson, Jesse Sorensen, and Tony Nese get jobs with the company, will take place April 28th in Washington at 2 p.m. Um, I don't know if that's true. I don't know, Kevin, you touched saying Crimson didn't do a gut check, right? He was signed, and then they made him do one? Yeah, uh, no, yeah, they, they notified him prior to that he was getting a contract, and... Uh... <clears throat> And then um, they, used it. Is, they was used it. They did the WWE did the same thing with the Riggs brothers, though, where they told them they were going to sign him, and then they threw their asses in their fucking training in their week long fucking uh, bullshit camp just to give it credibility that people got deals off it. I mean, that's I guess that's what you got to do to build it. But I mean, uh, yeah, Crimson Crimson was already offered a deal. And wasn't Sorensen from the Dudley School? Is that the kid with the Mohawk and shit? No, that was Jesse Neal. Oh, okay. Oh, you know, fu- funny story that you mentioned him. Uh, about Crimson, you know, funny funny fact is he completely like hates my guts and he's never met me. Huh? Like, people are coming from me Shocker. from all sources telling me how much he does it. He can't stand me and he never, I've never met him or spoken to or because you guys, it's because you guys look so much alike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fucking glorious. It's because there's a drawing of him on your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, by the way, Brandon from Walking Out is the one who made our cartoon figures. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Touche. Yep. yep. <laughs> so moving on, you guys want to talk about this uh, this little pay per view that's Sunday? I believe it's uh, the NWO sold out pay per view. Oh man, imagine. I wish. Um. Yeah, we could talk about what WrestleMania, right? I think it's, that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. WrestleMania. We'll uh we'll be down there. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So we're booked. We're booked. We're booked. We're booked. We're working the Doval. We're working the Doval. Well, um. Just just as a, as a fan aspect, you know, we're really excited because not only is it like you know Sunday's WrestleMania, yes, biggest show in the entire sports entertainment uh, history, uh, you know, realm. history, yeah. yeah, sports entertainment realm. Funny story is we were we were in talks with this um, this blog about like they were like oh yeah you know we want to have you guys you know go down and like you guys are going down there so why don't we uh, you know we'll we'll see if we could talk to uh, the uh, PA um, public relations public relations, public relations about maybe getting you guys press passes so we write out this big long drawn out email like you know we cover pro wrestling the guy just sends us back an email and goes he says to Dave Dave we don't put our divas and superstars on pro wrestling shows dash Joe that's it yeah I was like sports entertainment it may have been different yeah but it's you know it's it's exciting. There's so much going down. You know, there's two nights of Ring of Honor down there. There's two nights of Dragon Gate down there. You know, there's other smaller independent five dollar wrestling. Yeah, five dollar wrestling. The Legends of Wrestling. Amazing. What's that? Yeah, Kevin's a big fan of that. Who is it? I love five dollar wrestling. I've seen right train. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I haven't seen anything to to full scale. I think the best part of it is all those YouTube videos that they post up with like all the press conferences, where they just do it in the back of the High Spots warehouse. And who is it? I actually saw the one with Freight Train. That's yeah. The one with Freight Train is hysterical. There's like eight of them with That's Freight it. Train. That's oh, it. Oh, I saw the one where he slams the table. Oh, yeah. How mad he is. We're going to have to get a new $5 table. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the one. But um, uh, asking uh, Pat and Kevin, you know, I know you guys have both been you know, with the uh, WWE Developmental. Have you guys ever <laughs> had like any experiences like being called maybe to do like extra work on WrestleMania, being like maybe one of the 800 John oh, Cena's that, or – No, I – Pat, I've had everything you have, right? Yeah, I've had my mania moments. Yeah. <laughs> so please tell us. I'm one and done. Um, yeah. I think I said this before. Oh, it sounds so douchebag. Yeah, one of the fucking. Actually, the mania you have, right? Oh, it's a, it's a crackle. This coincides with the story of the real life drama deal, right? Yes. I mean, real life drama deal. Let's keep away the whole CC and. 
AC. Don't worry about it. Kevin, move on. Oh, with my ex? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that, was that, that was that weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, hon, I'm going up to do Mania, uh, and I, I'm booked for Raw and SmackDown. Oh, what's that? Uh, no, calling after my uh, match with uh, Viscera, thinking I'm going to get hired. I, oh, I did well. I did Mania last night as an extra. Had my big dark match in front of like 18,000 people. Really pumped. Oh, by the way, I cheated on you. Thanks. Whoa. And by the time you get in the box, by the time you get home by from Fort Wayne, Indiana, I'll be long gone. Oh, okay, honey, thanks. It's <laughs> real high. Okay, honey, um, leave the set of keys underneath the mat when you leave. <laughs> while I'm holding in the tears, and Cody's trying to keep me in from Cody and Domino, or keep you me worked, from breaking you down. Visitor, right? you no, I wasn't Pat Buck. That was Pat Bush. It's Pat Bush. Oh. This is my alter ego. I can't find that fucking match. I, it's not any. I'm looking. I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I think I had like Dragon Ball hair, like Z hair back then, but it was still like. Fine. I mean, I didn't think I was going to get, like... It was actually supposed to be... Well, no, no, this did Mania as a stupid uh, paparazzi thing, and then and ran back, got changed, and uh, druided it up for uh, for old Taker. Did him a favor. <laughs> held, the, held, held the flaming torch. Which you can't see shit. That's what I was going to say. From what I hear, it's fucking dark and scary. I remember, doing, I remember doing the rehearsals and, like, walking out there. And, like, you, it's still cool as shit. I don't care. I'll do it. I think anyone would want to do it. It's just fucking... Oh, yeah. You're out there but like during dress rehearsal which is pointless like they pull the hood like, like you can't see the you're, they don't want you to see your face which I'm like they know we're people like I'm not it's obviously I'm not gonna be looking at the camera but you're they want you to keep to be dead <laughs> yeah you're supposed to be like druids but it's like druids are priests they're people they like to like keep your head tucked the whole time and the hood hangs over like to your nose and these fucking flaming things and mind you you don't do practice with the light up torch you do it like with just the torch not lit and you can the lighter they just give you lighters to practice <laughs> you come walking out there and i remember vince is watching us all like do like the thing and he's like uh vince is like hey guy in front not me there's some other dude he's like can you see he's like uh i think so it's like you think so go to the back and then changed it up so so long ago it's like come on like is that papa don <laughs> no i don't know who it was. No, i don't know you did one i think mason rage was like supposed to do it and like i don't know why he like not refused to like in public but like <laughs> put it aside and let someone else do it God. i thought it was really really weird that was like the same thing with the trump thing i remember like they were looking for they were they wanted to test out the the razors when vince shaved his head or something mm-hmm. um and they were just looking for a guinea pig to shave and like I was right there and like I was like oh fuck I know they're gonna ask me so I just jetted as quick as I can like walked away pretend like there's something important and they grabbed uh, Joey Styles no um, Abs the independent guy used to be married to Beth I know you talk about um, Nightwing it's, it's Joey, Knight? Joey, Joey Knight is it Joey Knight yeah that's it Joey Knight and they grabbed him they shaved his head I was like oh jeez of course you know I guarantee they didn't throw any money or did they did that <laughs> To that, the but, uh, fucking guy said, "Pat, you touch base on that on the Trump thing. That you never told the story in the podcast about the whole Rosie O'Donnell. How you almost picked to be Donald Trump, and then they picked Ace over you, right? That was depressing. Jesus. I don't think you ever told that story. I think that would be a good story. Ha- I thought it was supposed to be Happy Mania Week, not. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so continue your happy. Well, you don't have a Happy Mania situation when, when, with you know with the ex girlfriend telling you I cheated on you in the middle of it. <laughs> Actually, so. that oh the Trump thing real quick because that was before that. I think I was bu- I was booked so much in like that year. It was like my big hot streak. It was and, a big uh, year. I remember Nova called me. He's like, yo, uh, he's like, it's between you and Ace to be Donald Trump um, for this segment with Rosie. Now he's like, I don't know what goes into it, but Rosie was played by Lexi Fife, right? That wasn't Lexi, was, was it? No. 
No. Oh no, Lexi. Who did Lexi play? Hillary Clinton? No, wait, or something. Okay, no, that was something else. Okay. But I remember like they called to go there, and I got, I was pumped for this. Like I had like got the same suit, the red power tie. I was practicing my my crappy impersonation. I tried to let my hair grow out, and I got there, and like I remember I was just sitting in a fucking little room reading a magazine, and uh, yeah, I've done extra things like fucking so many times before, but like door opens like it's Vince. And uh, he, he has no idea who the fuck I am, obviously, but he had presumed I was an actor because I was there for, you know, and of course I pretended I was an actor, like, oh, yeah, I'm here, you know, play the part of Donald tonight and didn't mention anything about wrestling because I knew whatever. But then uh, I guess he kind of knew that we both were workers and he kind of put us against the wall and looked at us and kind of mumbled something to his writers. And one of the writers was like, oh, we're going to go with him, meaning Ace, Ace Steel, because uh, he looks a little bit older than you. I was like, okay, you know, fine. Cried in a corner. That's when oh. Ace got hired. So. Oh, really? He got hired off of that? Well, he did that, and, like, he made, like, a fucking... I mean, you get, like, your pay, which was, like, 250 just to be there, but, like, he got a f- nice fucking check. Because he did awesome with it. He did great. Yeah. You know, fans were fucking ripping apart the segment, but Ace did... So did Rosie. Rosie did fucking twice as good. Like, they, they did... They knocked out of the park for what Vince wanted, and then I think he had a match the next night, like, teaming with Funaki for something, and Ace is the fucking man. He's really... He's, the fact that developmental or they didn't do anything with him when they should have is a sin on their part. Like he's fucking phenomenal, and he got a job because of it. And then he was misused in OVW, and then you know, I mean, no, but he was a cool guy. They are right. I mean, I never met Ace, but he does look like an he does look like an older guy. He's got like those bags. He got those bug eyes, right? It makes uh, him look old. I mean, like he was, but you know, it, it didn't fucking matter who they picked because I was like, okay, like his hair is more like Donald sure. than mine. Yeah. But then they 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 pulled out this fucking huge wig. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Like, is this that big a deal? You could have just, you know, I mean, I was thankful for the booking, but I was like, whoa, if, yeah, if that was me, that would have been, you know, I definitely would have had that spot and uh, whatever. Moving and that's on. Yep. I have, um, I have a free Carvel over it. What's that? I said they had free Carvel over that segment. What do you mean? Yeah, they had uh, some fudgy <laughs> whale ice cream cake for the. T- I think she was partially embarrassed too. Like she knew they'd be made fun of, but I could see the look in her eyes after that segment. Like, like she's kind of like, oh man, like I really just got made ripped apart for being like you know heavy and fat and stuff. I felt kind of bad, but I know she got a sweet you know couple grand paycheck for it. So uh, the one thing that Brandon she- says is about fudgy the whale. Yeah, well, if somebody wants to book someone to fucking eat cake, I'll fucking eat cake for money. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. I have a, um, I think I actually told this story on your guys' show. I don't think I ever said it on my show. Uh, my WrestleMania moment. Yeah, uh, you did. You said it. Of, I have a Hall of Fame moment, actually. Is this the bathroom thing? No. I'll oh, see, maybe you have two moments to share. Oh, okay. Maybe you got two I to have share. two good ones. Here we go. First one, uh, I went with, uh, what was it? It was the year Ric Flair got inducted. Um, oh, that's on the touch base. For the first time. Anyway, the first time I went was the year Ric Flair went, inducted. Yeah, not this year, obviously. I was in Orlando. I went with uh, Hawkins and Ryder, whatever. And I'm in the, I'm in the uh, where was it? We were backstage, Hall of Fame. And at the time, they were the Edgeheads. And um, they looked exactly like Edge, obviously. That's why they were, hence the Edgeheads. So I'm talking to Brian. He walks away. We ain't on a few cocktails in, I believe. Then um, Edge comes up. I turn around thinking it's Brian now again, but it was really Edge. <laughs> so I don't see what I'm saying. I'm standing behind this guy thinking it's Brian, but it's Edge. Okay, they both look alike, ponytail suit. I walk really hard and I smack the guy in the ass. I was like, what up, Butchie? I think at the time he's called Brian Butchie. I was like, what up, Butchie? I was fucking gay. And I smacked him on the ass. Edge, <laughs> I turn around and it's fucking Edge. I was like, whoa. 
I was like, I'm Jesus sorry. Christ. I was like, I'm sorry, bro. I thought you were Brian. And uh, he met me beforehand and shit, so he was cool. He's like, he's like, oh, no, no problem, man. And he made a face and he like walked away from me. Did he smack yours <laughs> when you walked away? No, he didn't. So that's that's one story. The other story is the night before that, we were in the um, we were in the in the hotel bar, and um, I'm trying to think what it was. Now there was two bath, there was three bathrooms. But sorry, three: a woman's room, a men's room, and like a um, because it's like a private one in the middle. I don't know. There was three of them for some reason. Family, family. room. Yeah, exactly. Uh, both doors are locked, and I had to go bed. So I I pulled the, I pushed the door in, and Steve Austin is coming out while I'm going in. I fucking slam the door on him. His beer goes everywhere, and he's like. Thanks. What did he say? Anybody know? He said, uh, so I'm like, thanks a lot, kid. And I fucking sprinted. I got really scared and I fucking just sprinted. I said, Brian, Steve Austin's coming for me. And uh, those are my two stories. Did he kick you and give you a stunner in the bathroom? I was hoping. I was fucking, he's like, thanks a lot, kid. It's like I smoked his beer all over his suit. And then he fucking did that push-up deal over you and he started bobbing his head back and forth. He was pulling the beer on me the one I spilled on him, yeah. Fuck it. Does anyone ever really pay attention to when Austin drinks 12 beers, how much beer actually goes into his mouth? Yeah, I've watched like, that before. Like, he barely he drinks any of it. Oh, two thirds of it spill all over him, and then he and he drools out the rest of. Yeah. It. Well, wasn't there a time? And wasn't there a time when he was under probate, not probation, and like whatever he couldn't drink? I guess probation, and he came back to do, and he's doing that thing, and people are saying, "Well, what's he gonna do if he can't drink beer?" Remember that? He can get all duels. I don't know. He just pours it all over his face, dude. But if you True. remember when the Sandman did an ECW, outside of him spitting out the last can, like He's he went him. down like four or five of them yeah. right before on his way to the ring. That was actually impressive. And he, his deal was he wasn't spilling a drop. He was really chugging those fucking things. Yeah, Straight up Budweiser cans on the way to the ring. They weren't <laughs> even giving him like the fake fucking gimmick beer. <laughs> no, they were real deal. I guess they could have gimmicked Austin's beer, you know, when he was dude, on probation or whatever. I, I'm still such a fan of that gimmick. Chugging beers and smoking cigarettes <laughs> in the way to a ring. What an athlete. <laughs> For uh, beating up with, with this 15-minute intro. <laughs> Dude, if you think about it, remember, like, uh, especially when he would come run in to save people, like if Tommy Dreamer and these guys were getting their asses beat in the ring, Sandman's music would hit, and he would never <laughs> storm the ring. He would walk throughout the crowd drinking beer. <laughs> and while, while, while Dreamer's still getting his ass kicked, right? Yeah. yeah, and then he would finally make his way to the ring, and then he would just start caning people. It was, like, the <laughs> slowest run-in in the history of pro wrestling. Is he still over? I mean, has anyone seen him at, like, a show recently? No. Sandman lives in Florida, but, yeah, if, I mean, Sam, it, just like with most of these guys, if they stay away for long enough and you bring him back, I'm sure if, like, we had him at PWS, especially as a surprise and the music hit and he yeah. came out, I'm sure it would be a standing ovation <laughs> because Sam, he hasn't been in that area forever. Yeah. But when he was living up there and he was getting molested every single weekend, like, weekend. on the Bulls Mahoney fucking schedule, yeah. like, doing every show for nickels and dimes, then, yeah, he wasn't worth the shit. So, you have him in the Rawway Rec Center walk up the bleachers just to come right back down them, Zubaz and See, no, Budweiser's I'm, I'm, and all. I'm, I'm a fan of Hack's fucking whole gimmick, the whole Sandman thing, and especially like if we brought him in for PWS for like a one-shot deal, like as a, especially as a surprise or something like that. But the thing is, like, I don't like him as a person. I don't. I, I've done a bunch of shows with him. He's not a cool dude, in my opinion. He's a douche, yeah. um, and he's a, he's a headache. And there's a lot of there's a lot of shit like. Tommy Dreamer's cool. Like you could deal with him, and he's he's cool to be around and stuff like that. Like Sandman's not. Like at least in my experiences and a lot of others, like he's not fun to be around and he's not cool to deal with. So like that's that's the only negative. Well, you seem to back that up with. Uh, didn't he have an incident at Captain Lou Albano's party or something where he got arrested and just made put on Dude, a whole had, show? Yeah, he Dude, got this motherfucker. 
I'll tell you a funny story. Like the last time I had to deal with him a couple of years ago, a show in Brooklyn. It was a bullshit fucking show um, where they had the ring set up on the third floor. It was running really late. It was this guy, Mr. Big, was running some shitty ass show. It was a joke. <laughs> my, old, my old USA Pro manager, yeah. Mr. Big. This was a couple Wasn't of years ago. Wasn't that an 80s ago. band? I don't know, Mr. something Big. like that. Maybe like three three years ago, and he had Hack on the show, and the locker room was on the first floor. The ring setup it was like a gym on the third floor in a bad section of Brooklyn. It was so fucking bizarre. Like, you had to walk up these huge gym steps, three flights. It was insane. And the locker room, again, was on the first floor. So we're all sitting there. Me and this other guy are getting changed up and stuff like that. The ring shows up late. Sam A comes to the locker room, and he's like, I need everybody, everybody to get their asses out there and put together this ring. And then, like, and this is after me coming off of maybe my second ACL surgery and like probably my first match back or something like that. And I was going to take it easy and stuff like that. And the last thing you're going to do after coming off of ACL surgery is fucking haul a ring up three flights of sea. Like, fuck out of here. Like, I'm not getting paid for that shit. Like, I'm not, I, I did my fucking paid my dudes with ring crew and all that for years and years. Uh, so and then I'm sitting there and then he then I was like I ignore him and then I'm putting on my stuff and he's like you he's like up oh, ring crew I was like dude I just got off of ACL surgery I ain't doing shit and then he's like get up and I was like yeah I'll see you up there champ and then like I, I never went I never did that shit like fucking and I dude like get the fuck out of here like that's that's the vibe I got off of him but the, of that amongst a bunch of other shit at other shows and the way I see him the way he is to other people I don't like him I don't, I'm not a fan of his at all my, my question about him is why does everyone like you know I've seen the shooting interviews and even Mikey Whipwreck will call him like hack Why? and you did it too Kevin why hack first because was he hack then Sam and then hack again Everyone refers to him as Hack. Hack was his WCW name, yeah, right? WCW. Yeah, everyone. Every so, dude, it's funny if so you ever see him it. around. His kids, obviously, they're they're grown now, but when Little they were Tyler, way younger, Tyler Furlington, whatever his name. Yeah, is. dude. Uh, they would they would call him Hack instead of Dad. They called him Hacky. Oh God. Is that I, I, was, I, know, I don't know if it was a one time thing, but I saw his, every time I saw his kid around, he would call him Hacky, like Hacky, Hacky. You know what I call my father? What? Daddy. Is it, uh, was that too much? Uh, was that uh, too much? <laughs> wow. Boo. Maybe too much. Maybe too much. We'll, we could edit that in uh, in post production. Anyway, no, that's um, get, that's getting kept in. Are you serious? <laughs> why? Just, why hack though? If you, I don't stand that. He is a hack. I don't know. I don't know. Like that's uh, that's something that you would have to ask one of these ECW guys that know him. I don't know him. I don't think he was hacked like, before he was Sandman, right? No, I, I think he, I he went under a different name because he had that surfer gimmick. Yeah, he was the Sandman at the time, I believe, still. He was still the Sandman during that? Like, beach, the sand. Dave, I could hardly hear you. Like, the beach, the sand, you know? Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of the gimmick, not of the person. If he if he if he could play ball and be normal and be cool and not be such a douche, like he would be fun to use. Like pitcher, if you're if you're in PWS and you're sitting there unexpectedly, like something's going on in the ring, reality check or something, and the fucking music just hits out of nowhere, and he comes through that that crowd. We had a we have a good sized crowd there. He comes through that sea of crowd, does the whole beer show, unexpected. As a fan, you wouldn't pop for that. I would. Oh no! I, I absolutely when hearing those, like those especially if it would net, not announced, not advertised, not nothing. The Metallica music hits. He's coming through the crowd with the cane, the beer, the cigarette, the whole nine. Dude, like I, as a, I, I'd mark out for that. That would be cool. Mark like, out, but, mark it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I may, may, maybe it's still possible. Maybe I mean, who knows? Like I said, I just uh, had some bad experience with him, but I don't know. I'm trying to keep this a headache-free environment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learn my lesson with Sid, and like even going into this show, like there's one particular guy who's hanging on the fucking cuspid right now. I'm actually texting while we're 
talking about this because it's like I can't like when someone's a known drug addict like I can't even blame like yeah I blame them it's their fault but it's like when you're talking to them you still every now and then believe that it's them talking it's not it's the drug enhanced version of them talking mm-hmm. so nothing matters nothing makes sense no matter how much no. they cry or how much they fucking vomit you really, you really or how much they do stuff like that and say I'm sorry things will be better next time and then then all of a sudden uh I'll do this and like no I owe you no 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 I can't do that you owe me enough fucking enough stop being fucking babies you guys could be have careers if you guys weren't such fuck ups. Sorry, I'm venting. The it's balls okay. on that guy, Pat, huh? Jesus Christ. Like, just be, you're such a nice guy. Just be a fucking pleasure to deal with. And instead of just, oh, what's he going to do? That It's like my, my, my dog right now is going to cause trouble within, he's a nice dog, but he's going <laughs> to, within five minutes, he's going to jump on the table, he's going to break something, and, and then just look at me. And that's like the kind and then of the throw same up. thing. <laughs> yeah, or something. Something's gonna happen, even though it's a good dog, and it's just like something's just gonna fucking go wrong. It's like, oh, what, what's gonna happen tonight? Like, which is we- funny in a way, but it's not funny in a way where it's like, oh, hey, it could fucking be a liability, and it's just such a fucking issue. You know, we always talk about people uh, that suck ass, like that fucking are headaches to deal with and stuff like that, but we never put over the ones that aren't, especially from that era and stuff like that. And I mean, I, I want to say, dude, every single time I've done a bunch of shows with him, he's 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 the best. Like, Jerry Lynn is oh, like yeah. grade A for, in every... He's the epitome of a professional wrestler from every generation. He's the, he's the shit. Jerry yeah. Lynn is the shit. He's a nice guy. I think he's almost like too nice. And it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't expect that he was in that ECW era and stuff like that. If, like, I ran like some multi million dollar fucking company and stuff, I would hire him instantaneously as an agent. And just like, you want him on your staff. He's honest. He's nice. The boys love him. He's great in the ring. He's Jerry Lynn's the shit in every aspect. He hasn't lost a step either. I just feel like, you know, and like Jerry, you know, really, you can, when you talk to him too, like, this is not one of, he's like, his last year wrestling, it's not a thing like, let me see how many bookings I can get. It's that he legit wants and he really deserves. I mean, I know a lot of the the boys listen to this stuff, but like, if Jerry Lynn's on the first, if, you know, talks for an agent or someone behind the scenes, how could he not be there? Like, he needs to be somewhere. It's almost asinine if he's not picked up by some, Form WETNA anywhere. This guy should be full time employed, an agent. He has no problems whatsoever. Like I hope he gets something fucking. Yeah, loose. but I think I think with WWE, you hit on it before. I think Jerry's too nice. Like he's not that manipulative, fucking backstabbing, vindictive fuck that you yeah. need in that that backstage yeah. role. Jerry Lynn would be a great fucking person for that talent relations spot, the head of developmental. Like, yes. To like, fucking scout talent and find out, he knows what WWE wants. He know he's good. He's great in the ring. And Jerry, I think Jerry's a the great guy, and he's so personable. Like anybody could call him, and he'll put in the time to have a nice long conversation. He he doesn't come across a guy that would sugarcoat it and be like, "Yeah, we'll give you a call back. We're interested." Like he'll, I think he'll be honest and tell you, be like, "Listen, right now they're not interested. I'm sorry, you're great." But like, I think Jerry Lynn's someone that should be looked at for stuff like that. No, I think he'd be a great aging pack because don't agents go over the match with you? Like. 
this is what we want. I think, I mean, who's well, better than him to do that? I mean, on Anderson, I mean, you know, who knows? Yeah, but it, it, it plays, there's a lot of fucking dramatics and politics that play into that shit like that. Like, if oh, okay. Agent 1's I telling see. you all of this shit, and then Agent 2 tells you no, and then the boss tells you no this, and then you gotta go out there and somehow do something that they all want that will make them all happy, but which is impossible, so you're gonna piss off A and B because you want to do what C thinks, and you can't throw any of them under the bus. So when you come back there, and then the other two are yelling at you, saying, why'd you do this and this and this? You have to eat shit and be like, I'm a dickhead, I'm sorry. Like, it's, it's, it's shit like that that sucks. Yeah, but like, uh, I mean, it's not like all the agents. It's like a totem pole thing. Like, And this is, no, this is standard for wrestling. Like, people only care if you affect their career so if like if you can benefit their own career or make them look good and there's no chance of risk they're going to do everything they can to help you because whatever but if there even is a slightest chance of risk they won't um but like god like you hear there's like a totem pole of agents i just think that hey if tony Garea has a job then fucking jerry lynch should have a fucking job like you know sometimes you can't figure out what certain people do it used to be crazier back in the day like can't figure out like what guy does what like i still don't really know what harvey whippleman does you know but he's, he's still there yeah i was about to yeah, say he's still there i'm pretty sure he's like a runner like he gets stuff in town for the the crew i want like, that's what i've heard uh-huh. you know i don't i don't you see him there all the time you know brawler does all the pre-tapes so, so he's you know useful yeah stuff like that you know the eight i mean have you the, the ultimate agent right now is arn arn's the, and he's not he has a great reputation by all the guys like hmm. He's the fucking man, and Fit had that too, um, which is a shame that like he's gone. Then you have agents like Rotunda and stuff, and I don't, I just don't think that a lot of them, maybe even the deans and stuff, like they don't ruffle the feathers where Arn will go to Vince and say exactly what he thinks and what, and he can do that where other people got to be more uh, tiptoe around certain things and look out for themselves. Which I get it, but at the same time, it, you know, who else is there? Is Steamboat still there? Uh, he's been trainer in Florida. I mean, I'm sure he's up there every now and then, but I think primarily, I mean, he had a lot of the health issues going on, but I oh, know that's right. yeah. he's down there full time in With his son. Tampa as a, as a trainer. Yeah. Which I mean, that's not, I don't think it's a good fit. I mean, it's a good fit for him, but it's like, if you have your son down there and stuff, that's just such a fucking opportunity for, you know, favorite, not favoritism, but like a click in itself. You know, yeah. have you seen yeah, his work? Have you, have you seen his son's work at all? Yeah. Steamboat, I mean, what we can like, I, I'm more of a fan of the guys like the Cody's, and even I'll even give like Deuce or other people like a nod of the hat when they don't emulate their dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's just shitty. I mean, I think it's like, you know, it's, I understand st- like Orton may do like a thing or two, but he really doesn't, you know, he, he'll, he'll do stuff that his, his dad asks, but not like. He doesn't wear a fucking. He doesn't wear a cast on his arm for two years. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, I'm trying to think who's like another. You know, Goldust did something totally fucking yeah. different. And then there's guys that come around that you know. Natty Nightheart. Natty. Yeah. Natty didn't follow in Daddy's footsteps. Natty's yeah, actually way. Natty's ten thousand times better than in the ring that Jim Nightheart ever was. Why? Well, is Steamboat doing like the chops and shit like that as well? Like, I never watched. I yeah. never saw his matches. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not calling him like he's good. He's great. I just uh, thought it, I think it's like I don't know. I, 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 you're you're pretty much handed a fuck. I remember I did an independent show once. Quick little steamboat story, and um, this was in like West Virginia. It's when it was in the OVW era, whatever. So I did an outside independent show, and I was talking with him too. And like I knew the deal. Like everyone knew the deal. Like if you're someone's son, you fucking get you'll get a shot no matter what. Uh, it's fucking from. You know, in, in developmental now, I think they have like Vader's son. They have like 
you know, Tundos, Dakota there. Darso. Everyone gets like a fucking, you really get it handed to you. And I think it's really Mike dumb McGurk. and stupid. They, yeah. they brought in Mike McGurk, the ringing, old school female ring announcer's son. That's Max. right, I remember that. <laughs> and there's like, there's all these like weird different deals and stuff like that. But I remember talking to him like, hey, how come you, you're here doing this stuff and uh, not developmentally? He's like, oh, well, I kind of like want to like pay my dues a little bit. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, that's, you're getting, you know, a different feel for it before, you know, you have a guaranteed shot there. And then I was like, I, in my head, I'm like, that's kind of respectable. And then he goes, hey, by the way, do, do you know where the Hyatt Hotel is? Meaning like, oh yeah, you're paying your dues. I'm fucking driving five hours back tonight. You're at the five-star Hyatt Hotel because you're <laughs> Steve-O Jr. Okay, yeah, I'll see you. Uh, you know, that is that stuff like that kind of made me chuckle a little bit. Well, it's the same with like Ted DiBiase Jr. He, uh, he was in Japan first for a while. He was down at, uh, H- at uh, Harley Sting, I know. I guess the same same situation. Whatever. Kind of, you know? Fucking they have it easy. But I mean, some guy, they've worked pretty hard. I mean, it's like 50-50 chance of just going to complete fuck-ups. But even the ones that like progress, like... You know, some work hard, some don't, but you're guaranteed a shot, which is, it's, it sucks, but it's like, that's the way it is. You know, I can't really complain about it. It's just like, ah, whatever. But I just hate how some people go like, Jim Ross has said it. I've heard Steve Curran say it. Like, wrestlers' kids are going to be better. It's like, I don't fucking That's not true. That's not fucking true at all. That's bullshit. Like, you can't, there's no way to tell because, you know, some, I've seen so many people that are like genuine fuck ups or it's case by case scenario. And they should, they should not hire someone just because they're someone's kid. That's bullshit. Complete and utter bullshit. Like, let them go for it a little bit unless you sign them for, you know, you know, even whatever. I think Sid has a kid. And I know Sid's my best friend. But it's, you know, if <laughs> Sid, Sid's I'm kid, actually laughing at one of your tweets. Took five-hour energy on empty stomach. Vomited five-hour energy moments later. <laughs> that was my morning. I woke up. I said, like, I didn't want to take, like, coffee. I'm like, let me try this. I bought a 24-pack of... I chugged it down. I went to the gym. I did like a set of deadlifts and I curled over in the corner, crawled <laughs> to the toilet and just threw up and then <laughs> came back mean. out. And that was a Quiznos after, which kind of... What Quiznos Kind of defeated <gasps> the purpose. I no, no, I got a healthy double chicken, little whole wheat. Becky, I'm going jet skiing in like an hour. Wake up. I hope no, you wear um, jeans. Wear jeans when you jet ski. Why? Nobody watches Kenny Powers? Oh, no. I oh, I do. Jesus I, Christ. I watched the first two seasons and I fell off on the third. But um, going back to I, a couple points yeah. that you guys uh, were making, um, first is with uh, with Jerry Lynn. Do you, do any of either of you guys know or Jamie also? Um, is he like walking away from wrestling for good, or like you know as you were saying maybe doing like agent stuff or maybe doing like a school or training or Jer- anything like that? I I was talking to Jerry when Jerry because booking wise I'll leak it. We were gonna go into the May show. We were gonna work. Uh, it was gonna be me and Jerry for this show. So I kind of told him. I, I kind of gave him the heads up. I said, "Dude, I think it's me and you next show one on one." And then he's like, "He's like, really?" He's, he's like, like, "That's why he's fucking retiring." No, he's like, "We can't yeah. do it." He's like, "Yeah, that's why he's giving it up." <laughs> he's like, "This is what I came down to." <laughs> fucking fuck this noise. No, he said, "Uh, hey, Benny. what did he say?" He said, "Um, oh, we can't do a tag match." He's like, "Damn." He's like, "Okay, well, he's like, my body's fucking falling apart, Kevin." He's like, "Uh, he's like, I think this might be my this should be my last year." He's like, "He's like, I can't. I don't know how much more I can do." He's like, "My body's really falling apart on me." So that's that's what he's going. That's what he's going with. He just said like he's. I mean, what else is there left for Jerry to do? Jerry's up there in age and stuff yeah. like that. I and mean, fucking. And then also too with um, wrestlers' sons, uh, you saying like everyone kind of emulates their. I mean, or better, or as Pat was saying, is is better than their father. Look at Flair's kids. 
the only reason they really got the only reason they really got a shot was because they were in WCW and they needed you know gimmicks and stuff like that. And both of them are just complete and total train wrecks. I mean, you got you know as you said, you got Steamcoat's kid who's kind of emulating things in FCW, and I've seen him put on like great matches with between him and Seth Rollins. But you know, other than yeah, but at least it's good. Yeah, you know, I give him like I just I said it's personal taste. Like, but he's still good. You can't deny that. Absolutely. Or a guy like you know Reed and fucking. David were walking retards, you know, just you the, fucking. You get the bang, Stacy Keebler, though. I know, right? Jesus, what a tough fuck life that. If that kid, if he was just remotely, if he, they were remotely functional, like average at best, like, you know, you fucking do. You can make a killing. You know, I somewhere. fucked up big time because I wish I knew about this about ten years ago when I started, when I, eleven, whatever it was, years ago. I would have called myself Jay Bigelow, Baby Bigelow, <laughs> the, beast from, the fucking beast from the east, and I would have gotten a contract. Hey, got, you know. What do you think hey, about that? Hey, we still could do that for June. Yeah. Jay Bigelow. No, we'll planned. get some Hannah Jay Ink in the... Uh... Get a fucking suit made. Shit, you know, Dude. Fake tattoos oh, in my head. All right. I don't even want to say it on the air. Baby yeah, fuck. fucking Bigelow. Book it. Start doing some cartwheels, and Jay then uh, we'll talk. I, I used to do it anyway. Yeah. You used to cartwheel? In the ring, yes. Wow. I'm beginning my entrance. Because of him. Be like, you could be like Bam Bam Bigberg or something. No, stop with the Jewish <laughs> stuff. Like I think, <laughs> yeah. Instead of having no, flames no all over your head, you can have like you know the stars of David's stomach. all over your head. We can like you know maybe stencil it in with like a razor and set it so you don't have to shave your head. Perfect. Yeah. Dude, that's so much we could do. You can have like menorah candle Jamie, flames. He, he's such a good hand and such good talent that you could like mold him in any way you want, Thank like you. clay. Thank you. <laughs> like clay, I got it. Yeah. Oh, like right, clay, I got it. The DDP. <laughs> What? Shut oh, up. okay. I'm sorry. Well, in DDP Yoga, he says moving through clay. <laughs> oh, yes. God. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, now I understand it. Actually, yeah. I did yeah. it's something else that you guys will get uh, after PBR show. You guys will understand. Wait, do you guys do you guys follow um, UFC? Marking out. Do you guys watch UFC? Yeah, a little bit. Are you guys? This is so fucked up. Are you guys familiar with Alistar Overeem? Yeah. He's the guy who just pounded out Brock yeah, Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, freaking huge. He's always been under scrutiny for steroid use and stuff like that because he went from middleweight, which is 185, to fucking heavyweight 265 and all muscle over the last, like, eight years. And everyone's always like, oh, Overeem's gassed up. He's on steroids, steroids. But he always passes drug tests. And then, like, they, they, when he, before he fought Brock Lesnar, where everyone said Brock was going to kill him because no one knew who Overeem was, and I said it was going to be a first-round knockout, which it was, um... They all said he was steroids, 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 and they, they gave over him like fucking like way more tests than they should. They gave him like four or five different steroid tests, and he passed all of them. I just read right now that because he has the title shot against Junior Dos Santos coming up, that they just had a press conference for UFC 146, and the Nevada State Athletic Commission did a quote unquote surprise drug test on the talent that they didn't know about that. Like, dude, I know it's about over him. Like, that's so why, fucked why up. Why they trying to get him? Because he gained so much weight. Like, why are they trying to get him? He, he, he was, went from 185 pounds to 265 of rock solid muscle yeah, he blew like, up. in okay. the last. But but he did it gradually. And over the ongoing joke amongst the MMA community, from what Overeem says, when he always gets asked the same question, like, "How did you put on so much size, dude?" It was over fucking eight years. And and Overeem says he's in the Netherlands. He says what he spends he spends like eight hundred dollars a week on horse meat. Which is like Jesus. the leanest of the leanest of the leanest meat, and that's Fucking all he eats. Lying. I mean, there's so horse many meat. different. Go ahead. Well, he he really eats horse meat. I don't know whether or not that's. But dude, you could do it. You could go from 185 to 265 in eight fucking years. I, I did it. <laughs> he used to have like tiny. Like age, he used to have tiny legs so like, too. 
His legs blew up a lot too. He used to back when he was a midweight. He his legs were very tiny, like little chicken legs. But now he freaking blew up. Yeah, but think about that, dude. Eight fucking years, like that's a long. Come on, man. Like that's one. That's from when I was twenty-one to twenty-nine. Like you, you could easily put on that kind. He was going up a weight class every couple of years. Like, oh yeah. No, it's not no if you fucking way. If you really think Alistair Overeem is a natural guy, come on, man. Well, no, 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 I didn't say that. Um, when it's not, he, it's, he was no, ahead, fighting sorry. in Japan for a couple of years, and he was really packing on size. No, I don't believe because they don't test in Japan, so I don't believe for two seconds that he was being all natural over there. Do I think he's natural now? Yeah. Do I think he's found ways around it? I who knows? He probably. I mean, fuck. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at the WWE guys and stuff like that. I mean, they're doing the same testing and shit like that. I mean, there's ways around it. Do I believe Overeem's on probably a ton of growth hormone? Absolutely. I mean, do I believe he really eats horse meat? Yeah, he does. I mean, it's a known fact that he chows down on that shit. But, um, I mean, I'm sure he supplements his ass off. But I do, but UFC, from what I'm gathering, UFC's drug testing policy is like way, way, way more like stricter than WWE's. Like they really go in depth with like a lot of fucking crazy little things and stuff like that. So where they actually probably test each every each and every talent instead of just do we like ah we'll pick you. I mean yeah, wow we get rid of if we we really need to. They tested John Cena, drug free athlete, all natural. (laughs) Come on, like like not now. Like I believe not now. Like, I get it, like, but it's like, I don't know, man, like, I don't want to argue, like, the more people will take offense to this if I really start talking about this. John Chenna. Like, yeah, yeah it's, ob- it's, ob- it's, ob- it's obvious, you know, you get those fucking great genetics from your dad. He's such a stud that that muscle just got passed down in generation. Either that or your mom must be a fucking, look like Lee Priest or a fucking <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> you're saying you have great genetics. How does that happen? Like, that, that's what just gets me, like, okay, like... You can say I, I have great genetics, like 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 Ryder, like Ryder legit just got his genetics from his dad. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. fucking fact. Well, they've been working dad. out for a little, since they were kids too. The dad owned own gyms, gyms and shit, and really, yeah. yeah but that's like working out. But it's like, how do you? I don't know. I just love when I see Cena go like, you know, all natural, whatever. And it's just like, yep, didn't didn't Cena admit to doing steroids at one no. point or no? That's what the whole Goats. thing was. He didn't. He said I never touched it in my life on on like on the camera, right? Whatever it was. I think I think he just takes that because I think. And longevity with you can't I don't blame him I don't blame him whatsoever he's smart by that I think it's a complete crock of shit but uh what's it called with um Hogan and stuff when Hogan tried to be I give I tip my hat to Hogan on this when he was on Arsenio Hall he admitted to it and explained it logically but people have such that fucking vindictive where it's happening thing. it's like yep. holy fuck you that the negative's far away and then from there it was like people I think smartened up and I think he took a lot I think anyone could turn a lot like it's just not worth that you can't fight that fight you can't you can't you can do it individually like I can convince all you guys you guys might have uh, your marking out guys at least might have a you know your view on on anabolics or proper testosterone the truth is you guys probably don't know a whole lot about it where I I you know us on the other end probably do and we can go hey this is what it really is but you guys are even at least more acceptable even if you're against that thing where the general mainstream culture it'll always be fucking against it you can't fight that fight so he's guys like that are never gonna admit i think from this point on you'll never hear WWE guys ever say like yeah i took it one time you know flair admitted in his book that he took it like five different times for 
uh, for physical appearance, not for for performance, which I think is completely true because they, they don't they don't for pro wrestling. This does not help your performance at all. No, it, no. it hurts it. Yeah, it really does. It's cosmetic. It's completely cosmetic. cosmetic. But uh, just fucking. It, it just sucks. Yeah. That you can't be honest. I would say it helps. And if you look at Mason Ryan, like he's smooth like butter in the ring. <laughs> like, like I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like he moves. You can't. You can't. You almost can't tell if it's Evan Bourne in there or Mason well, the Ryan. The way they that. move. All their shooting star presses he does. Oh Plus. man, it's he's like he's smooth like butter. It's it's nuts. Like I'm blown away when I watch him. I'm like the last thing he is is robotic and really mechanic in the ring. Like he's really fucking fluid and smooth and it's awesome. So, it's like uh, he's in Bates and Ryan or are you watching Tyson Kidd. It's like you can't tell which one it is. They they move both the same. It's, so goddamn so, the same. So I'm not saying Mason at, Rice is on steroids. Mason Rice is clearly <laughs> all natural. <laughs> us here at Two Wrestlers, I guess condone steroid use but not steroid yes. abuse. If done correctly, nah, abuse it. Who cares? <laughs> I just want to say, I just want to say that I'm completely clean. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I think we need to start involving a wellness policy in this podcast. Yes. And we in need the podcast, to start getting tested every week. Yeah, PWS, PWS. Yeah. They're gonna have a mandatory test. Eighty-five percent of the locker room will just fail because of something. <laughs> How about one for the show? Uh, Kevin's not here this week. He's in band. <laughs> so in, PW, yeah, in PWS, it's, yeah, exactly. PWS, it's like yeah, half the locker room is suspended for smoking pot literally outside the building as the show is going on. <laughs> That'd be nice with, with steroids. I mean, it's completely understandable as a fan point of view that wrestlers end up using steroids. It's completely understandable. I mean, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, you're using that. But drug some, addict. Yeah, but some people don't understand why they're using it or the reasons behind it. I mean, I feel it's, like it's, there's a lot of good reasons to use it. Here's a reason yeah, why. Yeah, to get okay? your dick hard. That's <laughs> one reason. I mean, it's just like what makes us men, strong, strapping young men like all of us are, Full is Nelson. that Show when – uh, you know, when you're a teenager, you become a guy. And this is like a little educational thing. For what? Fans. I think I was really? born a guy. I didn't think I had to wait to become you a teenager become to become a guy. man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there you go. When you're 13 years sound, old. Why does it sound like some of us are standing at a bus stop right now? I, I, I that's marking out. No way. We said I sound great. I'm the one that's editing and recording yeah. this, so we everybody sounds good. No, it, it, they so they normally sound like that, but on oh, the really? on air it'll sound. I was gonna say you guys sound like you're in like a lunchroom cafeteria with no one else around. Do I do I sound good though? I have a new mic. Yeah, you sound hot. You're turning me on. Oh really baby. Do you want me to talk dirty? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I've been a bad boy. Why don't you use Elmo, your uh, is, is Elmo here? Uh, Come on, do something, Brandon. Elmo. What the Elmo. Fuck? Can you do your B. Arthur yes. voice at least? Hello, dear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Hello, dear. Yeah. Go. This is this is podcast mania. Where are we go with this? Elmo can do I don't even think we spoke about WrestleMania all that much. Yeah, we. I was, I was talking about steroids. I don't feel like it anymore. They're good. Yo. <laughs> Never touched him. No, but like, here, but here's the okay. Here's the science behind him. Look, when we turn into men, strapping young, whatever. Like when we become an adult, you know, what takes us there is testosterone, the stuff that's juggling around in our nuts right now. When you reach a certain age, it stops. There's semen down okay. there. David Zemsing. And then when it stops, like you start becoming older, you lose your hair, you lose your muscularness, your body fat increases. Now everyone accepts that socially as that's what's supposed to do as you get older and stuff, but it doesn't have to be that way. Like for women, it's different. That's why they're able to kind of maintain a little bit 
easier. They don't like experience such a drop until they're late, like early fifties. Where for guys, it stops. It peaks at like twenty-five. So your nuts pretty much like are all downhill even beforehand. So it's like by taking testosterone, you're keeping your levels at a normal range, which some guys have anyway. But most of us aren't. aren't blessed in that aspect to keep our you know body from aging and stop producing testosterone so that's really the 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 basic you know reason why that stuff exists is to keep your body functioning so you're not as fucking a fat blob or you're not like you know uh sexually impotent stuff like that that's the health benefits and taken in moderation you really really do see benefits the other people that abuse it and you're you know have a testosterone ratio of like twenty five thousand, but like you know, if your levels dip below what a normal person is, you, you should have every right. That's what testosterone therapy is all about. It's finally starting to catch on. Yeah, I think medication. if you listen to this show and you're if you're over the age of 40 and you have health insurance, go get your testosterone levels checked. I guarantee if you're depressed or you're overweight, <laughs> go go do that. Get a shot or two from the doctor, a licensed script. And that that's taking a steroid, even if you get approved or not. I hate to break people's things, but testosterone therapy, which I'm sure Vince or Hunter or none of those guys are on, you know, that's what it is. So let's fucking – I wish society would evolve a little bit quicker, but you can't fight that fight. We know it's funny, Pat. Dave Dave's actually in – well, I know he was in pharmacy school. He worked at a pharmacy at CVS. Yeah. Oh, Dave, yeah. That's remember? where I went in with a fucking bug bite, and I was like, hey, dude, that's the first time I think I met him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe second, second. Because I think we second. came over once to watch a TNA or some shit like that. That's right. I went in there. Oh, God. That's actually funny. I went in there with this fucking – I thought I had a spider bite, and I was freaking out because then it was like <laughs> – jumped out of my hand I walked in there I'm like is there an ointment for this I thought like yeah you're freaking out I was like is is this an STD like I have no idea what it is and then within two days my hands were covered in giant like swords and uh it was from it was from the ring it's called uh hand foot and mouth it's called uh Get the the Koksaki virus oh I remember that yeah Yeah. but I got it from wrestling It's it's from a dirty it's like a staph infection. I had to wear fucking white gloves when I was training people like Mickey Mouse because this thing was fucking all over me. And I remember – It's like was, ringworm. It's, so it's like ringworm kind of. It's just shit. like – it's ringworm and the doctor like laughed at me. He's like, oh, normally infants get this. I don't know why you have it. I'm like, I don't know either. And then I played video games for a week. I was really depressed and I went away. That was it. Nice. Oh, there, there you go. go. So depression well, Dave, cures it. Yeah, I, question I, with, <laughs> what's up? My question with Dave was, so what did you see while working behind like the counter? Like – did you ever have to give out that kind of shit? Like what, testosterone? testosterone? Yeah. Um, we ne- we don't supply it at a CVS pharmacy. You have to go to a separate place to get it. But yeah, it's normal medication. I mean, there are Wait, hold on different... You can write me a script. You can get me a script, bro? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but there, are, there are like st- steroids. I mean, prednisone uh, is a steroid. Is a type of, There's many ty- types of steroids. It just gets into your system a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's, they it should be looked at as medication. You know how they get it in my system? Huh. I stick it into my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. You know, I'm going to Mexico. I, you know, you go to Cancun, Mexico. You fucking, you walk in any pharmacy. There's a thousand there. Boom, D-ball. I remember, oh, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's like, and that's, I think it's, I wonder if it's just America that has a taboo on it because like Canada and Mexico, it's like, yeah, here you go. They're right next to the fucking Aleve. It's like, it's. <laughs> Headache medicine, <laughs> condoms, what, fucking what the, uh, D-ball, you know? Oh, oh, why am I living in America? Uh, while, I was re- while I was wrestling up at on- Oneonta, uh, we were talking about taking D-ball. Could you imagine me freaking taking D-ball? Dave. I'd be like a five foot si- – I'd look like Ronnie from the Jersey Shore except not tan and uh, – picture, picture, picture going into a convenience store in Mexico. It's like Wrigley's gum, fucking a bag of munchos, <laughs> <Yeah>. Decadura bowling. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I remember, I remember while I was down there, like spring break one year, and I get, I mean, you know, hey guys, I'm down in Cancun. I don't want to say names, but my fucking phone blew. Bring me back this. Bring me back this. I'm like, no, I'm not bringing shit back. <laughs> <laughs> How are you gonna get it back? Is the question. What are you gonna do? Like, Jamie, Jamie <laughs> has his ways. Hey guys, I'm in Mexico. You want me to get you anything? Yeah, sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna text you like a grocery list. I'm gonna text you a couple of things. Okay, no problem. Then you get into the steroid list. I need Winstrow. I need Deck. I need Tess. I need. I don't. Curse actually got busted. When he was like in college, he got busted. Everyone's had their run in. Nothing happened though. He was bringing back some. I think it was fucking clembuterol. Bringing back from Mexico, and he was all jacked at the time and shit. And they checked his bag, and he had some. They just took it from him. Yeah, they just, out, take out, yeah. they just took it. Oh, guys, you're, oh, I mean, I forgot to bring this up. Remember last week we did the, obviously everyone knows, the Creeper phone call? Everyone oh, yeah. knows about yeah. that. Yeah, how'd that go? Oh, so now, fucking hilarious. Hear? It was amazing. Okay. Listen, after, right afterwards, the guy, Josh, he emailed. He emailed <laughs> so he should have. He emailed Becky, and I got an email, like, literally right after that we made that call. And he said, hey there, Becky, remember how you were going to spend two hours with me for 300 bucks? Well, I need to cancel it, okay? Because I'm dealing with other stuff right now. So maybe sometime down the road I will meet with you, okay? The things I got to deal with is I got a lot to do with my two kids. I okay, kids. I hope you understand. Please write me back. He, please write back to me ASAP. Okay, thanks. Your Twitter friend Joshua Sizer. See, I'm surprised he didn't. He didn't because then Becky went and retweeted us and wrote, "Listen to this podcast." You know, Kevin calls one of my creepers. Isn't that kid following her on Twitter? Obviously, he didn't go listen to the show. I guess. You know, I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, the kid's gonna hear it, but he didn't. I guess. He Why are people so fucking creepy? Leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> Seriously, know. you know, a, a certain somebody actually tweeted to us asking if we could clear his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, good old LH. Oh, Kevin's been talking to him recently again, Luke Hudson. Yeah, he's my boy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think the funniest thing was I was browsing through Twitter the other day, and there was a, Mickey James retweeted something from a, a Luke Hudson one, and I, I immediately had to do a double take. I was like, what? no way. That can't be. But it was a different Luke Hudson, and I was just thinking to myself, man, if that guy can only get Mickey James to retweet him. Seriously. Oh. Yo, why do I have why do I have a female dog that is spayed and she's fucking the shit out of my leg right now? Why are you letting that happen and telling? I, I, I pull it away and she keeps. Penny, stop it! Silva's like, getting oh, turned on. I don't want to. I don't want to keep rehashing old stories and stuff like that. So, what, so what? What do you think the deal is really with Luke? The reason he won't get on? And like, I try relentlessly to. I said I'll send him a microphone. I'll fucking I I, download Skype. I will fucking mail you. I'll fly to Australia. Headset. I'll fly to Australia and put on and your then, computer for you. Dude, like, then he tried to tell me he's like, I don't have a phone. Like, that was his newest thing. I was like, dude, we will call you. What is your number? He's like, I don't have a phone. I was like, Jesus Christ. I said, okay, download Skype. You obviously have a computer. You creep on it all goddamn day. Download fucking Skype. I will send you a headset. He won't do it. He won't budge. So in theory, like, if Mickey James, let's say, obviously will never happen in a trillion years, but if she was to turn around and say, you know what? You're a sweet guy. I want to give you a chance. In his demented mind, what does he think would happen? That he would would just have, like, this weird, creepy, over-the-internet relationship? No, I think that it's like one of those things. Like, like when I was little, I used to let my dog out in the backyard, and it would it would always it would always chase the squirrel. Like whenever the squirrel was there, it would chase it up the tree, and the 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 squirrel would run up the tree, and the dog would just like try to get it, try to get it, and then it would run up the tree and just look at it. I think it's kind of the same thing. Where like if he ever did actually get like approval, like oh, one time my dog caught the squirrel and then just looked at it and freaked out, had no idea what to do, like just melted down, like defeated. I think he's so used to. I can use that analogy. I think he's so 
used to just the chase of it. Like that's his life. His life isn't even like I think if he got like ever to speak to her, I don't think he would even know. Like he knows it'll never happen. But if he ever did, he just fucking. I think he just likes the feeling of being in misery. Like he's obviously retarded too. But I mean, I think he likes that whole <laughs> mentally <laughs> handicapped. Mentally that, like, handicapped. Always me. He's obviously retarded. <laughs> he has to be. I mean, I have family members that are like that. They just like love to just sit and sulk and love that sitting in misery nonstop. Where it's just like, I don't know, fuck. Well, we've yeah. seen tons of cartoon shows like that. <laughs> No, dead I'll go fuck myself. Dead no, I was thinking I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I no, like it. Tom and Jerry, and then oh, okay, yeah. all right, Road Runner, yeah, Marley Coyote. Yeah. Okay, itchy and scratch. Oh no, he would. Oh, itchy and scratch is the best. I don't think Luke Hudson would have any idea what to do. I think he just yeah, yeah. But come ball. on, would any would any of us though? No, I don't know. Not a, not not two and a half wrestlers, but Mark and I. Would we know what we would do? Hell yeah, I do. So what? To, to talk to a person or stalk? Yeah, I never stalked anyone. Yeah, I'm Brandon. <laughs> Actually, I'm not you. Take that back. 14 <laughs> years old, I might if I don't know. <laughs> which which member of NSYNC? Dude, imagine... imagine I was kind of guy. What would he do if Mickey James was standing right in front of him with like a bathrobe on and then she just dropped it and she was butt naked and then she's like, you he have... Lose his shit right there. No, what I think he'd probably do, do the same, uh, same thing that Jay Selva's dog's doing to him right now hump a leg yeah <laughs> oh. you think he would like run into the other room where his computer was and email her saying he loves her <laughs> he's gonna say email <laughs> you email her. I legit feel he'll, bad he'll for this kid a little saying, bit can you help me what do I do she's naked <laughs> I like legit feel bad for the kid a little bit I don't think he expected this to get blown up as much as it has no he wanted this though he, you know he, he writes every single podcast out there he writes oh he, he wrote he t- tweeted us I saw that um, the article that you guys tweeted out earlier with him oh, posting yeah. that message board I mean just creepy scary shit <laughs> But maybe he is just misunderstood. We don't know. Whatever. We don't know. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, can we? Should we talk about WrestleMania? I mean, we're like we now. started to. We're yeah. we're, we we're an hour into this, and we haven't even. There's even... a WrestleMania. <laughs> is Mickey What's, James um, gonna I think be there? Play, I mean, I think. Uh, okay, good talk. <laughs> it's been great build-up for The Rock and uh, Cena. I can tell you that much. I really. Dude, think I haven't watched. Been... I don't watch Raw. I work during Mondays. Like I, I follow it a little bit on the internet if they do anything good. Like I watch The Rock and Cena promo on YouTube and stuff like that. Well, we got but to see. That, uh... oh, we fuck WrestleMania. Brutus Claymore. Brutus yeah, I was, I was just about to say that. We got well, to see. I only, I only watched to see my good friend Curtis Hawkins. Curtis <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that? Why did they call him Curtis Hawkins? What twice. the fuck? I don't know. Lola called him not once. Like a fuck. If he called the tomb twice, I think he might like you know like what you know like people call me Jamie or Jameis whatever. He said it twice. He legit thought his name was Curtis. That was I think he- Lawler. Lawler was fucking up a lot on Monday. Dude, if there's any way, if they were so pleased, like that's such a built-in. That could, I, obviously, I think it was obviously legit mess up where Lawler's just fucking too busy looking at kitty porn or whatever he does to fucking pay attention to workers' names. But if there's ever a chance to like make someone or an angle off that post mania oh, God, that could fucking turn it that can instantly make him what yep. he deserves to yeah. be. And I hope he's I'm sure like that's such a built in saying a guy's name wrong on T V who's been there for nice. fucking five years, six former years. Champion, like, former tag team former champion. Former tag like holy shit, please tell me someone fucking on the writing <laughs> staff where Vince goes Wow, we can make someone new just by that real moment that happens. Like, you mean not, Jeff Harvey? <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't even—he doesn't even have to be a heel. He could go a face route about that too. You could go both ways. You could go face or heel with that storyline. It just happened. I mean, he just could make a new. But, but what kind of what kind of gimmick is Curtis Hawkins? <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck is a uh, Randy Orton? I don't know what is. Uh, uh, Cena. 
it's just a guy that you could fucking go, whoa, that's different. That's that's re- you felt you, you, re- you felt frustration, like oh god, like any wrestling fan, which they undermine all the people who actually. I can't say they always like try to reach out to the mainstream rocks, get more people back. You have to buy rate for Survivor Series and fucking not good, you know. And I'm WrestleMania is gonna be good, and if it's good, they'll credit it to the Rock. They'll credit it to like all these guys. But it's like the casual fans still here. We're not going anywhere. So like, it just I don't know, man. I, I just wish they appealed more to the people watch every week who know who Kurt Hawkins and Tyler X are and know, know the potential of everybody that's you know that's on their yeah. card they won't who know how good Tyson Kidd is who know how good Heath Slater is who know how good these guys are they just continually get fucking bent over and plowed where is Trent where is Trent where is Trent hashtag yeah, yo do you guys see Kurt Hawkins response to that on uh, on Twitter what do you wrote no I didn't uh, see him no. he said thanks for the commentary Jeremy Lawler oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny I thought you know, I, I love that uh, that Mr. Ryder is now on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. It's pretty, uh, it's got some... Zach's dad's on Twitter? Zach's yeah. dad is on Twitter. He said he's going to sign autographs for everybody at WrestleMania. <laughs> and he's been posing in front of his mirror in his posing trunks, getting ready for yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, but the thing, the, the thing what, that people don't understand is, like, uh, they think, I don't know if they perceive Ryder's dad as just, <laughs> like, a fucking... People. What? <laughs> no, nothing else repeating. <laughs> oh, they, I don't know if they think he's just like some cheesy character on a stupid show and stuff like that. Dude, like, he's one of the most supportive parents. Oh, yeah. Like, ever. Yeah. Like, literally, it's a shoot because when I was down in Georgia, Ryder, got, I got signed in March, Jan- January. Ryder and Hawkins got signed together and they reported in May. Right. I, w- I reported in March, they reported in May, two months after me. And when they came down from New York, both of their, all of their parents. Their parents oh, Hawkins has the other together. set of the most supportive parents on the planet. Yeah. Hawkins' parents are like ridiculous, like in a good way. They all they took two cars and the parents literally drove down with both of their kids from fucking New York to Georgia to help them move in and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, hey, Kevin, how old were you, Kevin? Also, how old were you at? The, nothing against their parents. I love them all, both their parents very much. But how old were you at the time? I was twenty. I just turned 22 that February, so I just I was 22 for a month. Oh, so about the same age. Okay, so, so what? Uh, I think they were signed about the same age as you then. They were signed at 20. They were turning yeah. 20. Yeah, exactly. They just turned 20, so it's a little, you know, they were both still in college. I mean, but still, you know, regardless, their parents are very supportive. Oh, yeah, they've been supportive. Oh, extremely supportive. I mean, my parents are supportive too, but when I told you know? them I got signed and I had to move, I mean, they just said, all right, good luck, congratulations. They didn't Bye, say, Kevin. hey, want us <laughs> they, didn't, they, they weren't quick to say, like, hey, you want us to fucking help you pack and move and get settled in? They're like, all right, no problem. You take care now. <laughs> well, they've supported him for a long time. I mean, from we used to wrestle in his backyard with uh, the Backyard Federation of Ryder, Mr. Ryder and his and uh, Mrs. Ryder. Wait, let us wrestle there. Yeah. No? I, was, I was a part of you. Yeah. I was on the whole podcast. I was, I was with WTW. Dude, I used to make. Fun. I used to help the DOI review those backyard tapes. Those things were awesome. <laughs> Zach Ryder actually made figures up of uh, David and, Brand- and Brandon. Of Mar- I mean, David no, and Chris, Chris. marking out. Yeah, I have of, of, the, of the backyard wrestling days. Yeah. yeah, there's there's two copies of mine. One is one is with the complete collection, and the other one is actually sitting in our little marking out nah. studios right here. It's fucking what, hysterical. What was well, your finish? My, uh, oh well, my whole gimmick was I was called Fallen Angel. <laughs> we'll go into whole gimmicks here. I was Fallen Angel. Fallen Angel. Yeah. Oh, then I, no. Yeah. yeah no. This then was I had before Christopher. At the yeah. time, it was. I had to. I had to change it back when I went into EBW because they're like, "There's a Fallen Angel. You have to change it." But I wore flame shorts and wore a white T-shirt, and I just came out, and my finish was the Death Trip. So it was a Death I, Trip. It was uh, Edge's finisher, the Downward Spiral, that flatliner type uh, thing. Yeah. I was uh, mass destruction. 
And I was like, I was pretty. <laughs> so I, I sucked. I was just a hardcore wrestler. My finisher was. Um, do you guys know who Mischief is? The female wrestler. Yes. Her her finisher, the arm wrench DDT, is what I used to do. Yeah. Now what what is what is mass destruction wear? Um, <laughs> uh, I wore, I wore the the jorts. And uh, just a uh, wait, wait, gray black, shirt. black or blue? Now are they, are they ruffled or are they like <laughs> the straight cut? Because you know you got to go into detail about this, bro. You were they, like, uh, they, they're, you they're, they're, they're pretty baggy, jorts, or were they cut from you know what used to be jeans? I don't even no, remember. No, they were they were actual jorts. I think they may have okay. actually been jorts, maybe jinkos. <laughs> yeah, dating and foot attire. I'm sure you guys had boots, right? Oh yeah, no, I had no sneakers. No, but no you, guys, the- you guys had real belts though, right? Yeah. I think so. Heck, we don't have replots of PW. Hey, guys. I'm gonna, <laughs> I work at a jewelry store. <laughs> listen, I was told that we would be done with this podcast at like 3.30 because I have to go fucking jet skiing. So I'm going to probably bail out on this and let you guys finish this up. I think five people is enough to, you know, pull the weight of this podcast for the remainder of the show. Okay, real quick. Let's give your uh, WrestleMania prediction on the main event. Which one? Which main event? Okay. Well, oh, well, oh, oh, you mean you obviously mean Sheamus and um, Brian Danielson? No, I oh. mean, but first, Taker. So we've discussed this, and I really think that Taker is losing. I think not. Dude, not really? Me, that's one of the coolest things ever. Like fucking from an independent prof- professional wrestler's standpoint, like how everyone said Brian Danielson will never get signed to WWE again after he got released ten years ago and stuff. He's too small and stuff. Motherfucker is going into WrestleMania as the heavyweight champion, defending his belt. After last year, is Max being cut and being a dude? A five, Br- Brian Danielson, I think, is five foot six or something like that. Like, fuck. Hey, like, what are you, 190 pounds wet? Like, dude, like, and he's going in against fucking Sheamus defending as the world champion. Even if you lose, who gives a shit? Like, he's going into Mania defending the world championship. Like, fuck, it's going to probably open the show, but wow, like, fuck. Like, if I was him, like, after that moment, it's like, no one could take it away from you. He did it. He fucking did it. You know that match was right- cut... Oh, you know that match was cut last year, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. You know, I just it's said ironic, that two seconds it? ago. Yep. <laughs> I didn't hear it's it. And you know, he's dating, he's dating one of the Bellas in real life. That's also a nice little... Uh, Dude, everyone dated one of the Bellas in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, not me. Yeah. The, who's, which one's the whore? It's Nikki Bella, right? That she's a <laughs> slut that slept with everyone? I don't know. Well, there's one of them that's a filthy, dirty whore. I think it's Nikki. Why would Becky? anyone ever date in wrestling? Becky? <laughs> Let's see. I got her. What Speaking of which, Becky. Becky. Becky, which Bella's a whore? Get her on here. Becky! Which which one of the Bellas is a whore? She can't say that. It might ruin her chance of getting yeah. WWE. I mean, is it Nikki just shaved your head? <laughs> Becky, where's the meatloaf? <laughs> she don't she don't know what I'm talking about. She loves the Bellas, they're her friends. Oh, in that case. They were just at NYWC. I saw something in the post the other day about them doing a big shoot did, there. Did some photo shoot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, prediction main event? I don't Rock, know. Who first but, Rock Cena. Who do you think? Rock Cena. Uh, Cena, it would have, Cena would be good for business for the simple fact that, like, Rock is leaving the next day. Like, what does Rock get about going over? Not leaving. He's staying. I, I'm going to say Cena. Cena has to go he's over. He's never going away. <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to do yeah, business never, after Mania. Cena, I really do. He, I think I mean, they're going to do SummerSlam and WrestleMania next year. That's what I think. Cena, I think they're going to no, announce Cena, that right away. Yep. Cena has to go over. What I would like to happen... I mean, I don't know if WWE will ever do it, but I mean, this is the 
best scenario to do it is to turn scene and fucking heal at Mania with it's, the Rock. It's never Thank you. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Saying. It's I would love I would love for that to happen. That would be the big. That would be the most talked about thing coming out of Mania, um, especially in front of what sixty thousand Miami fucking Rock fans and shit. It, like, it, 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 it would Death be the Cross biggest heel turn since Hulk Hogan joining the NWO. Uh, actually, uh, they did that with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and it flopped. I say, I say, I say, Cena goes over, but if if The Rock goes over, then it's gonna be, it's gonna the ending. If Rock's up, then Cena's gonna end on top with something like even if he even with not going over, he'll leave doing something dramatic or something that people are gonna talk about. It's gonna be talked. A lot of people are gonna talk about Cena. I have a gut feeling after Mania, um, so I, but I'm gonna go with Cena. I think Cena will go over. Um, fucking as far as Taker and Triple H, I say Taker. I don't think. Triple Triple H is going over. I don't think this. No, uh, this. They're not going to do nineteen and one, and Undertaker's going to retire. That's disgusting and despicable. Absolutely. Twenty Sean's and there. zero. Sean's there for a reason. Yeah, he's fucking there. Twenty he's- and zero, and then retire. I think fucking yeah. I think Sean. Everyone. I think they're building it up to. They're adding Sean as an intangible to the point where it's like, wow, Triple H is definitely going to win this because they need need that going in. They need you to believe that Undertaker will lose. And Shawn Michaels added to it is that extra like he's 100% going to lose because now Shawn Michaels holds his fate in his hands. I think Shawn Michaels is going to either not maybe screw Triple H, but if he doesn't, he's going to reluctantly be forced to count him out. And it's going to maybe start something between Sean and Triple H for the 20,000th time. But yeah, I think Sean Triple H next year. Taker's up. Taker's 100% up. Shawn Michaels is obviously going to play crucial in that, whether he's going to do it voluntarily or screw And the whole match, the whole match, we're going to be going, oh, crap, Taker's bald. That's exactly what he's going to do. Not completely bald, though. Not completely. Cena, Cena's up. Um, fucking, as far as championship belts go, <clears throat> I think, I say shame. Uh, shame is... No, I say Brian, because... I think they're WWE's trying to wipe away this whole like fucking thing with Brian Danielson that he's just a paper champion. I think they want to make, make it look semi credible. I think I think Danielson retains. I say Jericho beats Punk. Really? I think so too. I, I'm thinking. I think Punk. Jericho becomes. I'm thinking Jericho too. Wow. And Jericho. What about I, Jer- there has to be a title change. I say Brian Danielson keeps his belt. Jericho wins the belt. Uh, Taker wins his match. Cena wins his match. Um, I don't even know who's in the fuck. Do they even have money in the bank or no? No, no. it's that team. It's uh, team Teddy team versus Teddy. Team, uh, team Teddy all the way. Team Teddy all the way. Didn't they do away with money in the bank? Yeah, because, because uh, of Wade Barrett. They, they wanted. Who, who, oh, they wanted Barrett. Yeah, to win they wanted it, right? Barrett. Yeah. To win. For some reason, they couldn't think of any other storyline to involve somebody else to win it. <laughs> I mean, but I mean that that twelve man match, I guess, is good because now you see some of the like the, the younger talent that's still on the card. You know, Drew McIntyre is on the card. Random is on the card now. The Miz still gets to keep a spot. You know, the Zack Ryder. I don't know why the hell Great Kali is in that match. At or all. Booker T. I don't want to see Booker T. Or Great Kali, but I'm going to rant about that on our show. Yeah, we'll save that save for that. episode sixty of Marking Out. Uh, what 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 else? What other what other matches do we got? That Kelly, Kelly, Maria, Menounos. Okay, what other matches do we got? <laughs> dude, uh, like they just posted that, something. It said, "Yo, dude, good. I just read something on the dirt sheets. It said something along the lines of uh, Maria Menounos' status after her rib injury." I said, "What?" And I clicked it. It's like it she sustained sucks. a rib injury during dancing. I was like, "This is like sad. Like she hasn't had a match yet, and she's like sidelined with the bring a, back a karma. Rib- Come on." Oh, Karma, uh, Kong. Becky, yeah. Becky, I'm doing. A, I'm actually doing a podcast right now. You're not helping me. She just <laughs> comes out of a dead sleep after hearing Maria Menounos' name. She's like, she had a match. She had a match. She did. She could take. Like, spot, wake man. up because you have yeah, to get she out. Wants to, if you want to go jet skiing, she can come in and sit on it, and uh, we can talk women's wrestling. 
Yeah. Don't want her on, guys. She's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, All righty. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for your uh, your valuable time. I'm gonna lose my jet ski virginity in about fucking 20 minutes. I gotta race the fuck out of here. Mazel tov. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, fellas, continue on. All right. I'll listen. I'll listen to how the show ends. Watch us. Watch. I'm gonna listen to the podcast, and as soon as it's the part where I get off, you guys are just gonna be like, "Fucking piece of shit." shit <laughs> yeah. like, fuck him. He's the shits in the ring. Fucking flimsy knee, glass bone, motherfucker. And putty. And putty. <laughs> Putty is joints are made out of fucking putty. All right, guys, I'm really hanging up. Fucking All right. eat All right, later, Kev. Fuck off. Bye. Bye. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was hoping someone. I hope you're going to go like Kevin. What's your mania predictions? And when he answers, just click. Just, oh, I should, oh, we should, hey, you should have texted me that. What it does. I don't know. Well, I anyway, um, continuing on here. Um, I know one thing that me and you talked about that we haven't discussed there was Ric Flair being uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame for the second time. Oh, yep. I and wonder if he'll cry. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> he'll be so Kevin, hear about, I want to hear Kevin's opinion on this too, actually. I should have asked before. That what? TNA, what, has Dixie requested them to say TNA Superstar or something like that? Well, no, they, they said something. I read on the, the sheets something to the fact that they want – you know, TNA to be mentioned yeah, so within the Hall of Fame within that the presentation. Can you leave that shit, Pat? That's kind. Of, it's kind of it makes sense, though. It no, make, it makes sense. It makes it sense, like, but I mean, we don't wonder, know what we don't know what they came to that. terms on. They, look what they did when that the Highlander was on Impact, and they showed him. They, they didn't say him. WWE superstar, did they? No, no, no I, I was they, like. No, I think they did. Wait, no, no, they did. Didn't they, they did. I think they, they did. Just say professional wrestling star. No, no I, I think said they WWE said WWE. And then the dude got fired. I remember that, that was, was the year, that was the year I was there. That was craziness. I, that was the year I was there. What did you say? You said that was dick. Yeah. I thought that was dumb on his. That's just something you. Yeah. Don't. Okay. That too. Yeah. You yeah. don't, especially if you're you're a television name. You don't want to yeah. like be seen, uh, you know, in the audience because well, especially for a rival like company. Ruffle. It was done to like you know I understand the point of like ruffling feathers, but like at that point in you know like if you're pr- like for example I'm trying to think of a guy who if they did that it'd be like you know I understand doing that, but I I just don't think it, that was smart. Like I understand being like all right, like that that was a slap back to them. I mean. Mm-hmm. If you're there eating shit for years and years and years and, like, you're proven, like, I'm valuable in the ring or and, you know, doing that and then you do that, that's, you know, tip my hat. But that was – I feel bad that he did that, you know. He's a good dude, Maybe, too. maybe he was just online and got pushed into it. No, he was sitting there. He, was sitting there. he, he definitely meant to, meant to do that. Funny yeah. story about that, actually. Yeah, that was the same year, like I mentioned before, the Hall of Fame. That was the year I was there. And um, that day they asked, uh, they asked the guys to go – um, to Universal Studios, which is where they filmed TNA, and we were—I wasn't booked, but I went with Brian and them to go uh, go on rides with Mick Foley and Rey Mysterio to go check out rides, and they were following us around with the, with the camera and shit. And so the security was walking us in the back of TNA. All of a sudden, me and Brian—I'm with, I'm with Hawkins and Ryder and uh, and Papa Bear 05 Actually, we turned the corner. The entire fucking TNA roster is in there eating lunch. Mark. Brian's like, go, fucking go. Like, the, you know, security walked us through there. And uh, Brian's like, yo, if I get in trouble, this is on you, bro. This isn't, you know, this isn't our fault. Because now, because they would have said, oh, Kurt Hawk and Zack Ryder spotted hanging out with TNA Star, you know? Yeah. You didn't slap anyone's ass over there? No, I didn't slap anybody's ass. But I remember it was funny because we saw Tracy Brooks. I was like, yo, there's Tracy. Let's go say hi. Uh, quick, you know, we start walking. Then we turn the corner. Oh, Shane Douglas, Simon, the whole entire roster sitting there eating dinner. We're like, oh, shit, eating, you know, catering because they eat outside. We were like, go, go. And then they were like, fucking scared, I remember. A little funny story. That was that was a great one. 
Jamie. Thank Hawkins you. Hawkins Heavy we, Podcast. Yeah, What's right? that? It's a Hawkins Heavy Podcast. Well, yeah, right? I was his I was his day for that year, so fuck off. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, but you know what? How come I fucking never get like a you know? And this goes out. Skip Sheffield. You want to fucking always? Oh, I've never mentioned the podcast. Why how, Papa Bear gets a fucking free ticket to Mania? I'm sitting here in New York. Jesus Christ! Like, can't I've never gotten the free. Papa Bear ticket, like go to the Hall of Fame. I got one too. This, you Papa got that Bear, too. Like, Papa Bear's gone the last fucking five years in a row. What? He's there. He's in Miami right now. Again. Right. I'll remember that Close next tonight. year. Yeah, I know Cheap had his uh, go in Friday. He told me. I spoke to him earlier today. Who gives a shit. <laughs> Cheap had his whole fucking fucking. Hey, I've seen him five times. He has no idea who I am. I, I refuse to go say hello to him. I like Big O. I like Mr. Ryder. Just fucking see. I, I don't know, man. Just fucking. Ugh. We'll introduce you. Give a shit. <laughs> I was friends. I went to high school with his cousins, and they were cool. But like, like I don't know. Just yo, young whatever. buck him. Enjoy your fifteen minutes. <laughs> we should we should kind of talk about the uh, hashtag meeting. Do you know anything about that? Craig, you bit. Cranky Vince was tweeting about it, so that's enough. I know. Yeah, I know about that. They just fucking. It's it's gonna be. Yeah, it's just Vince. Like it's a new toy. There's no competition. Uh, Hawkins said people from Twitter actually were, were down there like telling him what a hashtag is, yada yada yada. You know, mind blowing. And then like I know Punk started. <laughs> Punk was was uh, tweeting like hashtag Twitter, or hashtag hashtag. Shit like <laughs> Everyone was fucking around from the meeting. You know they were doing it at the meeting. Yeah, from from the meeting. Oh, okay. That's funny. Yeah, that's tweeting pretty- from the meeting, shit like that. Tweeting. I mean, they're trying to teach Zack Ryder, someone who used that shit to get himself, you know, hugely over, teaching him about fucking tweeting. You know, it's like, come on. Yeah, no, oh, serious, that, that guy has no clue how to use Twitter, definitely. Yeah, a quarter of the locker room probably has no idea, and that meeting just probably went, like, made them aware, and then they'll still never, like... Well, they also, yeah. too, like, all the FCW talent, they told them they had to get Twitter, because I saw, like, Dean Ambrose is like, they made me get Twitter, so I'm on here now. It's- it's a way of like babysitting. I think it takes away from a lot. You should have the choice to or not. It's another thing too. Like, don't force everybody to fucking know like if they're you know gonna go to the deli and order some food and like don't fucking. Does everyone really need Twitter? It should be up to the individual. Like, Dagger doesn't have Twitter. Does Kane have Twitter? Like, can we stop? Like, can does we? Sheamus have Twitter? I don't know. Nope. No, he doesn't. I think he's one of the ones that does. No, he like, does. Yeah, like like what are some people exempt? Twitter exempt? Like, you know. But then do they, want, do they want them, like, breaking kayfabe and stuff like that with Twitter? Because you have people posting pictures, hanging out with other wrestlers that they're, they were infused with. I mean... I, th- I think it's, like, overdone. Like, kayfabe, like, to a degree, like, I understand it in, like, case-by-case scenario. But, you know, you type in, there's fucking dead man at his wedding, which he flipped out about that picture, by the way, with, like, yeah. a lot of people how that got out when he was getting married. And there's ones with him, like, holding babies, smiling, and, well, like, <laughs> that's a takeaway. When that guy is... In or out of costume, it's still like holy fuck, this guy is the Undertaker. Like, let's get and over. He still it. looks, he still looks badass out of makeup and everything. Yeah, fucking Kane gives political speeches on libertarian stuff. Like, and he's very, he's uh, very smart awesome. too. Yeah, I mean, like I've heard a lot of the libertarians, like Val Venus. I mean, that's different, like different stuff. But like, that doesn't take away from the fact that they're who they are. In fact, I think it actually adds a layer of mystique. Like, mm-hmm. I know fucking, you know. Uh, you know, I know that like when Al Pacino or Joe Pesci or whoever De Niro plays a role, like I know that's not them, but it, you know, it, it's it just it's more intrigue. It's not less. Like, but you know, but everyone I mean, like, has to have a Twitter. Growing up, like you never really, or at least I never had that realization that like, these wrestlers are portraying a uh, character. It was always like, oh man, this is what they are. 
But that also too was, you know, 15. Really? I always fucking knew. I well, maybe because I was a Mark and I would see like Taker. And the first time I met Taker, I was eight years old. And I was at a Denny's after a show, like with my dad, and uh, and I just go from show to show, like a little thing. This is like his first run, and I didn't even know. This is like one of his first years taker and i knew him as mean mark callis me and my uncle thought we were cool even though i was only like eight years old and like he's like look he's like oh you like me and mark callis you know the undertaker i'm like yeah he goes turn around it was like him and shane douglas and uh one of the referees i think someone i don't know if it's kyoto or someone like eating it and i understood back then it's like i guess it's, I, I don't know maybe it ruins it for some people go oh my god he's not really throwing lightning bolts but yeah. to me it's just like i guess it, did anyone could, did anyone tell you as a kid that it was fake or no uh, I always went back and forth and I was like I like knew but I didn't know and I didn't want to believe because I saw my uncle I always I thought it was but then I saw how deep my uncle and dad were into it so I'm like well it can't be fake if they're into it but they knew the whole obviously they knew the whole time they're grown men I remember in fifth grade right about then like my friends like it's fake I'm like no it's really not and then I went they're like no 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 it's bullshit like it's not real but we like it anyway and it's just to me it was like the same Santa Claus kind of thing it was like I wish I wish more people understood that though that it is fake but it's you get caught up in it it's so, just one of those things you just can't win like I, no matter what yeah every wrestler listening to the show knows when you meet someone that's non-wrestling they go oh you're a wrestler and then the second question is always is it fake it's yeah. like that's why i like that there's actual people wrestlers not that it's right to have done but when they do interviews and they they prove that it's not fake or when they smack you in the face like dr dave dr. schultz yeah, or yeah, yeah. Sleep like, like that like I, like that's like a fuck you. Like you deserve that. Don't ask yeah, somebody. That's a stupid well, it depends in context. You can like educate someone. Like I used to like be like, you know, actually no, it's this. But and like, you know, Foley had that root. Like, don't insult people's intelligence. Me on the other hand, I'm just so sick of it. I go, yeah. Like, is it, no. is it completely fake? Yes, it's the fakest thing in the world, <laughs> and we're just big fucking sissies running around in underwear. Like, it's just so. It's so defeated like argue it's so annoying Jamie because, used to like, always and- ask me that too when we were when I was a kid I remember he used to ask me if uh, I think wrestling is real or fake and shit like that never told me to answer it, sorry Dave yeah. I wish people if people knew like fans knew more about what went into wrestling like more of like how we do matches how the stop, how some things are just called on the fly how you know there's, there's levels of seniority there's levels of uh, people who know their craft and don't know their craft levels of all this like if people were educated to that knew how things kind of worked they'd have a, a deeper respect like almost revealing even more how this shit comes together then people would be more into it as opposed to oh pretend it's real like pretend we can't break you know we're we're at war with each other like mm. it just depends on the intelligence of the fan i think but that, yeah. that's why that's why i like listening to your show because i like to think that i know but i don't know everything yeah was, so as keep going and this thing too like if i thought it was hurting by pulling back and going like i i think any wrestler will agree like if you guys know the true stuff what goes into like some t- something like Look, going into Mania, like, I guarantee all day long, like, to me, it's interesting, even though this is a predetermined thing. The fact that there's going to be guys fighting for what spot, like, they're going to be arguing, and there's going to be backstage politics on who's going to go on last. Like, obviously, it's probably going to be Brock and Cena, but there's always, there's going to be specul like, not speculation, but, like, people are never content. Like, well, I don't want to go in this thing. Like, to me, that's interesting. Like, but, yeah. you know, we're this thing, like, like, uh, or when someone thinks, you know, uh, hey, I should go up, or you should go up, or we should do this, or the situations that occur because of people's egos, and then the real fights that happens, or the real disagreements, or how they work around situations. That's the shit to me that goes, whoa, that's cool, as opposed to just like, I want to know that stuff. I want to know, like, because that's real. 
because there's really stuff going on like you know like punk and jericho probably going in there they may not care where they go on the card but they at least know that they're going to put on probably the best match of the night and they're secure in that aspect mm-hmm. where guys like sheamus and dana bryan are probably going fuck we know we're going to go on early we can't even fight this let's do the same thing so they're competing with each other who can walk away from that stuff to me goes whoa like that's the cool stuff to me like i, I think know. fans i don't know if i speak for all of marking out but being a fan that's kind of the view that i want to learn i guess yes we're wrestling fans but we always try to find out what we can more about the business to res- like we respect it a lot but i want to i want to actually see the backstage i want to see how it all works kind of not to be thrown up like a, oh wow i'm here it's more of a i want to see how it works with the broken with the writing the scripts to every I want to see how everything puts together to equal that big show it's like when it's like when you do a job like you want to know like every aspect of it um you know Jamie can you know Jamie can kind of agree with both our uh our work in the food service industry you don't just do like one position you do every single thing it's like you know being like you know with me I work in I work in restaurants like being a busboy or being a bartender being a food runner you want to see all that to just make you better at your full job and learning all those aspects (laughs) I thought I thought you guys were just millionaires from this podcast oh yeah (laughs) all the t-shirts that we sell I want the undertaker to make me famous yeah (laughs) I don't know that's the that's the thing like like we may come off as annoying if we ask uh can we see that without that? But it's more like we want to learn about it. We want to actually uh, gain the knowledge of this, not from a fan point of view, but just from a interest and appreciation point of view. I don't know. It's like it's like honestly, I'd like to see road agents who books what match, who puts what match yeah. together, yeah, and who wrote it. I want to know like, who wrote these things. I'd say ninety-five percent of the wrestling, fan, even the ones that like the hardcore fans, they don't know about this stuff. And I almost wish that a lot of it was revealed because it doesn't take away from the performances they put in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, which agent has this match? Who I don't know. Like, I don't know who has the top match for. Like, you know, Pat Patterson's flown in for for major things. I don't know if he still does that. Like, that mm-hmm. used to be his thing. Like, the main thing is going to be Pat Patterson's thing. Like, because there always has to be someone. You know, you can't just let these guys. These guys, they're all we're all egomaniacs. So it's like you can't like, you know, expect them to come up. It, it just be like batting heads against the wall, you know, constantly. Like I like I want to do this, well I want to do mm-hmm. that. So you need someone there where they both go, hey, let's figure, let's figure out what works best for. And most of them get a generally like, go like, hey, what's best for business? What puts the most money? But you know, a lot of times you, you don't have that. But that's fascinating shit. Like who gets to referee the matches? Why is Mike Kyoto going to get the top spot? Maybe one of the newer uh, John Cohn, one of the new referees, a guy speaks up. Like for Shawn Michaels matches, he always had Marty uh, Rubalaka. I don't know if you guys ever noticed, he always had the same ref. Flair always had Charles Robinson. You know, before that, Tommy Young, mm-hmm. and they were there for purpose. But fans didn't know that. Like that's cool shit that I wish. You know, people kind of shown more of that they don't, and I'm even they don't even think to do that because they just assume people are too dumb to handle it. And they're not. I hate people who undermine the intelligence of real wrestling fans. That fucking destroys me. Yeah, so. like um, you meant brought up refereeing stuff. That's another aspect that I have an interest in. Just knowing, kind of learning about what the referee really does in the ring, from how much he plays a factor and how much he runs that match, even to setting up the ring. I want to actually. Well, the old, it's the old ones are relaxed and cool and fucking know their shit and just kind of like mm-hmm. you know they let the guy they're they're so you can see it in the things the new ones are ready to shit on a dime and fucking explode any minute because they're getting yelled at in the ears and they can't figure out things for themselves you can see it on their expressions it's weird the referees a whole horse of a different another different color I don't even know why the hell 
get segued into that. But I know what you mean, though. It's I, I wish that they kind of yeah. Like I said, I, I, my kind of thing, the purpose for the podcast, not so much PWS, but due time, is kind of pull back the curtain more, and people think like, "Oh my God, you're hurting it." But I think, in fact, it brings forth a different appreciation um, as opposed to going like this thing is just you know we're really fighting, we're really doing. No, there's so much more that goes into that. That's so much more fascinating. So. Yeah. I think I think if non wrestling fans even knew that they they would have more of a respect for people who watch wrestling. Yeah, there wouldn't be yeah. backlash on you for being a pro wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like oh, I like. Mm-hmm. Even so I, I, I think by now Kevin has probably crashed the uh, jet ski and broke both his kneecaps off. Nah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right, I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, he's made of glass. So I mean, exactly. And Do we have anything else to talk about? I don't know. Uh, should, should we wrap it up, guys? Yeah, it's been long enough. Yeah, we. Uh, it's amazing that we were able to talk for this long and it's definitely a... fun, though. Yeah, it was fun. It was interesting. Fuck, yeah. Wasn't there someone? Wasn't someone clue me in about a flare argument or something? Oh, <laughs> we, we can go there before we uh, That's cut right. off. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I don't uh, know. I'm all. Brandon yeah. from Marking Out um, <laughs> has a. Brandon, just what is your stay, your stand on Ric Flair? Because yeah, we did, we we spoke about Ric Flair like a couple of minutes ago, then just went into the aspects of wrestling. But Brandon, no, I just I don't know. I don't find him entertaining in the ring. Okay, in one I'm sense, the, like to me, the matches are just like drawn on, unless he's with someone else that I I like. I don't, I really don't when, know why. So what, I'm trying to if you had to like sum up how you think about. <laughs> Flair, like couple sentences or whatever. What would you? Just, you don't see his value to wrestling. Is that what you're trying to? No, no, no. Fucking okay. awesome to the wrestling business. Lived his persona. Everything, wine, dine, whatever. Okay. I just great on the mic. Also, I just wrestling skill wise. I just wasn't. I just wasn't entertained. Like back in 2000, whatever, when he was fighting Edge for the the championship i wanted him to win why did i want him to win i have no clue i wasn't a rick flair fan but if i watched the match with him and harley race i'd rather i was just more interested in harley race than really Ooh, yeah that's one of the I, things like one like a lot of guys me and a lot of the guys talk about that like there's certain guys we never get like or uh that you know like for me actually it's it's harley race like i i I understand i respect harley race i know he was like a shoot ass kicker but i can never get into harley race like for some reason i can't uh, get into that i think like i'm the same way with like don morocco and maybe like a a couple others where i just go i can't get into it but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, hey, that's that's your thing. I just, uh, I, I mean, I personally think Flair is the greatest of all time. I know people. I mean, don't. obviously, obviously, I, he's the only other person getting inducted more than once in the WWE Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that says much, but. Well, I think like, even even his in-ring stuff, like like I said, like it, like people used to always rip him and certain people apart because they do kind of they they they, have, they do the same things a lot. But I mean, to me, that's like the formula of wrestling. Like when you pay when you go to see a live show, you're paying to see a lot of the stuff you saw on TV, but just done in a different way. I think Flair's greatest of all time. Um, I, you know, I think Sean is greatest technically, what technical like all around best, but. Uh, if I said greatest of all time, I'd still say Flair. I, I, anything past 03, obviously, like it was like, come on, Flair, just go away, go away, stop wrestling. See, maybe but, that's maybe that's why because I when mean, I he, first when I first started to see Ric Flair, it was the 2002. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, so you, you, have a, you have a jaded but, sense but, of it. 
But I went from that and I would watch matches from the 70s and the 80s and I would still not be entertained. Really? Yeah. See, here's the deal, Pat. I think, I think Brandon... Funk. Uh, what's that, Pat? I was... I mean, Flair made guys' careers. Like, he was... Uh, I, this is why I say I'm a Mark Flair. Even in-ring stuff, like, I get that. Like, it wasn't like... You know, some of it wasn't... Well, his work was great. I thought, fantastic. But it's fantastic for what he did is that, like... When I was little, I always cheered for the guy against Flair, and I never realized why until I got in. I was like, whoa, wait, it wasn't him. It's because Flair was so good at receiving a beating, making the other guy, um, and he made more people. That's why I think he's more valuable than Sean. Um, I think he's the greatest of all time because he made people where, honestly, I can't – I always had to think – like I can't think of someone Sean made. I don't know. I don't know if you guys can. No. Like – um, Flair made Sting. Flair made anyone he was in the ring with. Savage. I mean, not Savage. Steamboat. Savage did with Steamboat. He made Steamboat. He, you know, like any, any of his feuds and stuff, like the other guy always was fucking put ahead of him. It was never like really taken for himself. And when it was, it was given right back. All of his feuds with Dusty and fucking, uh, even like the Vader, the Muda feuds, the Von Erich feuds, uh, the Ronnie Garvin feuds, like stuff like that. It was always like the other guy always looked better. And that was mm-hmm. the whole business of the horseman, the whole business of him. That's why I always thought. That's why Martin's why I fucking used to bleach my hair, rip off hair, everything flare. Oh yeah, because fucking I was like, wow, I get that. That's what he did. He was always consistently good. And I just love the fact that he'd go out, party his fucking ass off, have like two hours sleep, and next night he's wrestling for an hour. It's always something I strive to do. So it's like, that's fucking, you know. So I, think- I mean, I think it might it might just be because I've seen, I saw, present, before. Past. First impressions oh, yeah. are always, you know, yeah, are always, yeah, because he got into lo- wrestling during the Attitude Era. Yeah, I mean, they can't fucking, I mean, the last, for, I mean, I cringed when I saw the final Nitro and him and Sting, you know, I cringe when I see him and even stuff later WWE, I mean, his last last thing was kind of cool with, you know, and I wish he went away when he came back, I was like, oh, come on, man, just stop, yeah. like, it makes me appreciate him way, way less than I used to, and even meeting him was kind of like, Fuck, shouldn't have met one of my heroes, but uh, no, that stuff with fucking Ricky Morton and all that—that's that, you know—that's fucking goddamn. Like, I I personally think that Brandon marking out guys, help me out here, back me up. Brandon's—he's covering in his ass right now. Pat, he has gone the record saying Flair's done shit for the business. This kid oh, shut the fuck up! No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Go the fuck listen to marking out, markingout.com. <laughs> I never said that. Yeah, way to plug it. I, get, I give him, I give him respect for what he's done for the business. I just Me- think people, people always argue like that, and I've had this argument like, Sean's the greatest of all time, Flair's greatest of all time, and like they, they a lot of people, some people I know just don't get Flair. They don't get they, and I'm like, look at this, and I think like, yeah, he fucking was always booked to be the top, but he always gave, gave back. Whereas like these other guys, like they retire and they go away. Like, I mean, look. Who, who did Batista got to the top? Did he make anyone on his way out? No. I, I like Jericho, too. Really I think not? Jericho's going to be in that realm also. Yeah, Jericho definitely is one of those guys. Like, even right before he left, he kind of put over Evan Bourne. Like when he- yeah, he always does that. Like, And that's the thing. He's going to be, I think, regarded in the same light if he chooses to stay around here. Because, I mean, he's 40. Flair, Flair really only hit his stride when he was 40. And Jericho's already had that fucking realm of... Like that's Jericho's thing too. Like if he puts over Punk and disappears, it's cool. He'll come back and be just as over. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of fucking cool shit. Where Batista, JBL, fucking beats everybody. Fucking puts over Ray in like ten seconds, goes away. Did he make anyone? Like, 
no like that i hate that shit i really do mm-hmm. it goes under and like so many guys do that like it's just so shitty so uh, well no it's understandable uh that's all, all right. i got but Rick Flair, Rick Flair fucking sucks. I fucking hate. <laughs> there you go. See, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's gonna get. This part's gonna get cut. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, we hope you enjoyed. We hope you enjoyed the first ever podcast mania. Everyone watch WrestleMania Sunday, and um, I guess follow Two and a Half Wrestlers at T A A H W S P C at Buck Never Stops. Right. Yeah. ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. We just hey at Jay Silverman first, and now go Pat. That uh, made some changes to the old card. Some people couldn't make it. Greg's kind of hurt, um, so we added Rocky Rock's dad. To oh, the really? Card. Yeah, Rocky yeah, Johnson's dad. Um, and we were trying our best to get Cena senior, but I think he's booked that day. So Rats. I wanted something to happen with that. I figured that'd be. Oh, smart. That but you still, but you still replaced it with an eight-man tag. Which, yeah, but it's not I mean, like you know what I'm gonna do with that. No, I, like I said, we'll we'll do future shows. I'm. Believe it or not, gonna fucking. Although some other promotions want to go, oh, you're not making your own guys. Even though I just ran one fucking show, mm-hmm. I'm try a whole bunch of newer things and newer guys and giving people spots just to help out and 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 make new teams and focus more on tag team things because I don't really want to do it. So we'll see what happens. Just make Lucifer Darkseid do uh, moon salts in the ring every single event, and I think we'll all be happy. The, the new the new nine one one. That's what he is. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So yeah. May 4th, ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. Uh, you can find us at MarkingOut.com. Uh, Twitter, at MarkingOut. T- also, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Jamie, you ever going to get on uh, making a Facebook page for Two and a Half Wrestlers or what? Yeah, I never, I never did that, did I? No, no you should no, definitely you do that. We'll see. Well, guys, go on MarkingOut.com. Go on Two and a Half Wrestlers.com. Buy a T-shirt from uh, both podcasts. Yeah, both yeah. Podcasts. Support the cause. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank you again to Ringworld Rebellion for making the sick mix song that we should play on the way out again. Yeah. I feel like. All right. That, that's fine. And um, that's all I got. I wanted, I wanted to kind of sing along to your uh, outro music, but I guess I'll save that for another oh, time. I, I, that's fine. <laughs> I, we, we can do it as well. <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, thank you. Later. Thank Later, you guys. Having us. Ow! Oh, fuck. This is Jay Silver, Pat Buck, Kevin Matthews. Because I'm not Buck. We walk it out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Remix. Two and a half wrestlers. We're marking out. Podcast Mania, you better watch out. Your epicness is about to explode. Get ready to enter into freak mode. Podcast Mania. Podcast Mania. Podcast Mania. Pod, pod, podcast Mania. Uh-huh.